episode number uh, four, one, <laughs> frozen frozen prick. <laughs> 140 142 142 only 358 more to go before we can yes. fucking retire the countdown is on just like we used to have the countdown for the next uh friday the 13th movie back in the banana laser days because it might you know how many times they announced it and one time it was like a what? major announcement it's gonna be this day and then anytime we started the show matt would say only 217 more days until the next friday the 13th so now, now, when, now when we start this show, there you go. Only um. Also, the, the death curse started with that. Two hundred fifty-eight episodes. Two hundred fifty. No, three hundred fifty-eight. Yeah. I hey. don't know. Why are we letting know. him do the math? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why not? He's a teacher, isn't he? Yeah. I'm a math teacher. <laughs> That's your answer. So we being, should, we um, should edit together yeah. his resume from the show <laughs> from all the times. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do a clip show. We'll send a clip show as his resume every time he tries to do math on it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, damn it. What were you saying now? See, something about... um. That was oh, something good. TGIF 13 came out. No, not we... that. Not TGIF 13. Something Nobody else. Nobody gives that. a fuck about that. Something oh, about B. B mo- hmm. Damn it. Uh, it'll have to come back to me. There was something real interesting no. uh, about... Stop it, person. About B? Well, what? No, no, no. Lost it. It'll come back. It'll have to come back. I don't know. I feel it's... like you're about to question me, and then uh, oh, it's Christian the distracted us by changing his thumbnail again. It happens all the time. It's okay. So, yeah, TGIF 13 came out. See, it, it's really cool because uh, he's he's been saying more controversial things on that show than this. And he, he just said something on the last show, and it was something like, People make posts in the uh, <laughs> group group pages, and it was like, well, maybe really in, in Friday the Thirteenth, this thing happened, and this person actually survived, or something like you know, different theories about what may have happened, and then yeah. <laughs> something like, no, because every time I see that, I, I, I want to reply and just say, no, fuck you, it wasn't it or something. No, you know I, what just, I go to all the people out there. I go, fuck you. <laughs> Every time they all have, they all have these conspiracies. They all have these theories. What if, what if Paul and and Ted were behind it all in in part two, and they answer to Mrs. Jarvis in part four? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it, it this boggles my mind more than you not knowing who Sha- Sasha Cohn Baron is. Like, I, no, I get it. Or, I get or it. Sasha Baron Cohn, you know, or whatever the, the real person, <laughs> Sasha Cohn Baron. Sasha Cone Baron. That's the dyslexic for right? <laughs> it. sounds like a snack, a cone baron, doesn't it? Like a fucking ice cream. <laughs> I come bearing ice cream. I am I, the Sasha Cone Baron. I, I, on behalf of a lot of people, I wish I could really ghost at him, eh? I really just want to just <laughs> right into Jersey. Just reach in and strangle the, the heart of Jersey. The whole fucking state. <laughs> Wait a minute. Brandon, you're giving him credit as being the heart of Jersey? <laughs> that's funny uh, when I think of Jersey I somehow I don't think of Brandon I mean I do because of who he is in my life but I mean if if I didn't know who he was like I don't think listeners think Jersey that's Brandon I don't know I think of Jersey no. I, I, yeah. he's not the heart of Jersey I'm sorry he's not he's the heart of like um, let's let's be honest here. Jersey's like one step roll. away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's still beaten <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not even going to crack my bad joke. I'm one, joke step, I'm one step away from what? Go ahead. No, no, no. I said mine's done. <laughs> You're one step away from what now? You were about to say I'm one step away from something. Oh, yeah. No, no. I could, Jersey's one step away from Alabama. I think it was going to work uh, it in there yeah. as being like, you know, a forgotten state. But it's not really true because Jersey, they, they got some heart there, which is what I want to choke. Just, just, I just want to choke it <laughs> on behalf of the world. Well, if the United States, if the United States had a mouth, no, oh, damn it. I I fucked it up. I was going to say something about if you could put an enema into some place, it it would start in New Jersey and end in Alabama. I I fucked up the joke. I don't know. It's it's no good. I don't know how to do it. Good. Christian's gone. Uh, Look, I I still see the Amityville thumbnail. He didn't even change it. Oh, it's changed on my end. I don't know. Don't That's tell weird. him. Don't tell him, please. No. Oh, I'm gonna change it. Our fucking time, and I still hey. see Amityville. So, for the for the for God's sake, get out. That's that's literally what we want you to do, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hate you from Amityville. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so Christian May said, "Wait five minutes, everybody." Uh, <laughs> the reason he made us wait five minutes was because he had to change. That's not, do, uh, that, that is uh, not true <laughs> to Pluto. Oh, oh, okay. But, to Pluto. but that's not true. Sorry, the, the internet is being spotty here, so uh, I, I might have to turn my video off. No, I had to wait five minutes because my wife got her uh, her book delivered yesterday, and we're frantically, so we got like author copies sent, just two of them, Ooh. hers and mine, so that we could just do a one final edit uh, of the book, just to make sure try to clean anything up that we notice. And so we were frantically reading. I was trying to get one, one more chapter done. So, cause I knew we were going to be on here for a couple hours and oh. I wanted to make sure she had as much of, of my edit as possible. So it's scheduled by the time this episode drops, it will already be out. It comes out uh, yes. May 2nd. So I'll, pro- I'll, I'll promote it here and I go, trust I me. Pre-ordered oh. my copy. You'll be, you'll be sick of, I want to sign of. Yeah. Oh, you want me to print one and I sign it? And my, send I want it to mine you. signed by Christian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that lowers the value of it. <laughs> Clive Barker's signing my copy. <laughs> oh, shit. But trust uh-huh. me, you'll get sick of me promoting it because you're, that's all you're going to see for a while. I'm not really on. My Facebook is not like my regular Facebook. I'm on for Messenger I'll and be, for the I'll shows. Be. That's it. I hope you do a better job promoting the book than you do TGIF 13. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, but That's it. TGI, oh, oh, there's so many things. There's so many things. Okay. You said wife. I'm going to start with wife. I'm going to go back. Okay. Uh, so this morning, oh, my wife has the fucking gall to say to me, I come downstairs. She's already up, this and that. She's dressed, everything. Okay, whatever. You know, breakfast is made, coffee's brewing, the whole nine. Okay. Not, you sound angry about this. Yeah. Well, God it's gonna, damn it, she got up and took care of me. Well, it all sounds great, but look where it finishes. Just hold on. I need to order. It, it, I'm saying, it sounds great. Everything sounds fucking, you know, peaches and cream Sunday morning America. But this is what it was. She says, oh, I'm eating my breakfast. She goes, oh, she goes, by the way, she goes, the wrench took her shower nice and early. You slept right through it, so you have nothing to worry about, she says to me. So she has the gall to put me on the spot about the wrench and the shower thing. Okay. I'm like, oh, baby, great, thanks. Okay, so now what happens? Go upstairs after I finish she my breakfast. the shower. 
<laughs> no, but close. It, it does have to do with shit. Oh, what? <laughs> what do you sometimes like to do before you take a shower? Okay. So. Dookie. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> I speaking of dookie, it happened to me the other day too. My wife never, I've never heard her use this word before. She says, I have to order more dookie bags for Bailey. Because you know those little bags that the, to pick up dog poop. So for no reason, she says this. She goes, I have to order dookie bags for Bailey. And then I go, dookie. <laughs> and she completely no-sold it. She didn't even care that I said that. <laughs> At least you didn't scare. And you're still married. I, like, for random reason. Like I, I mentioned just going around, dookies. It's grounds for divorce at some point in time. Well, anything can come out of me at any time. Just an hour ago, I'm walking around going, dit, 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 for no reason, because it's in my head. It's, fucking, it's from Carmen San Diego back in the day. Uh, and every time I can't walk, I, I picture that song playing. Anyway. Back to the back to the toilet. So I go on the toilet, go into the bathroom, get Sorry, ready. I'm gonna have a quick one. Get in the shower, get ready, coffee, show. So what do you think happened? She had to open her big mouth about fucking not wrenching me. Take a wild guess what happened. No think hot water. It. It's nothing to do with the shower. She the dropped the deuce and Nope. Nope. It does have to do with the toilet. What's the worst th- one of the worst things that could happen to you when you're on the toilet? You fall in. She left the seat up. No, no. There's Why already someone. No. She left a she left a floater for you. You shit on top of her shit. That's grounds for divorce. Yeah. If you ever drop a turd on your wife's turd, automatic divorce. Yeah. No, it's above the water at that it. point. So it's just it's just horrible smell. It smells like Calcutta. Did it? It's just like <laughs> that may be out of line. Airport. Yeah. Oh, she used up all the fucking toilet paper. Oh. Uh, but you, oh, that's okay. You hop in the shower. You give yourself the old hand sandwich. She fucking boned me. No, no, I don't do that. I, I, I'm going to shower anyway. I can't I can't live like that. You can go without wiping your ass? No. Absolutely. Really? Aren't you afraid when you right it's going to roll down? No, I go if I'm going directly into the shower, I'll just give it the old hand sandwich. No, you won't. Absolutely, I will. You won't you never wipe go, your ass. You never, go, you never go shower to ass, but you always go ass to shower. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. If it's a messy one, you want to get a few wipes in. But if it's a clean, pinched off beautifully where you're like, there's going to be hardly anything on here. Pinched off beautifully? What am I, 10? What is this, circa 1985? <laughs> I've been a pinched off beautifully for years. <laughs> I know. Right? Every every shit is a violent shit now. Something's wrong with my snapper or whatever, like whatever cuts it violent off. At the end. Snapper. snapper. You mean your wife's not yours? Right? <laughs> my snapper. Something's wrong with my snapper. <laughs> oh, hit it close the door. I don't want to hear. No, my dog. No, no, yeah. Oh shit. My snapper. No, the dog's barking his ear off. And if you know if I mic my dog's phone, trying to bite my snapper. <laughs> Holy shit! I wanted, so anyway. I wanted pitched off like a sausage, like when you like whoop, and it just cuts it, whoop, cuts it, whoop, cuts oh. it. But it's like a mess. It's like it's like I, I'm rebrewing Hebrew. Like it's like a coffee mess down there. <laughs> it's like a mud pie. 
If I was in a German Scheiser video, I'm telling you, it'd be soft serve all the way. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Well, that's what I'm saying. I can't just stand up from the toilet and and walk away to a shower. What if something falls out? Falls on the fucking bathroom rug, the floor? How do you know not going to fall out? You guys are a bunch of, like, 90-year-old dogs. What the fuck? Wait a minute. I've never... Hold on. I've never tried it. I don't know if anything's going to fall out. I'm just saying, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to find out the hard way. Ooh, That's for my, sure. My spleen fell out. No, a piece of, a turd or something. I don't want them to fucking fall my out. Spleen. If I, without wiping a spleen. You, you, you need hear to, what I'm uh, saying? There's a reason you wipe your ass. You need to get a new snapper. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's part of it. You should sell those on Amazon. Well, yeah. <laughs> I got little eye snappers. <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do when you get trapped on the shitter? Because I have a solution. I, I I can tell you what I do. I, I I take the empty the empty thing. You know, I'm talking about the spindle that the, that the thing was well, on. You use the, the spindle with your ass? <laughs> no, no. He plugs up his butthole with it. <laughs> Correct. I do. I put it in my between my cheeks and I walk over and I get the fucking TP. You, oh my god, that. you are. A- you are this a fucking what... vile human being. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, wait a minute. What is that vile? I'm, I have to do something. It's only paper. It's like that, that soft cardboard. No, I'm not you. talking about the spinner that you put it on. I'm not talking about the property of my house I'm putting in my ass. I'm talking about that piece of little cardboard at the end, the spindle, because it's used up. First off, yes. I've got a little wire, like a, a beautiful little stainless steel thing that holds like five other like rolls. So we you really got it. I know we can't. They oh, our cat doesn't bother with it. It's great. But then, second of all, it is just over into the the uh, cupboard in our washroom, so it's not that far of a walk. So even if I had to well, like, get far. it, but I also have kids. That's what you have kids for. You're like, hey, toilet paper. Right. <laughs> True. Oh, it's delivered on a silver platter. Dave Jenkins' spindle. <laughs> the spindle. No, get in there. <laughs> Which and I, I wedge him in there. I guarantee, I know we don't, I know we're, I'm sorry, but I know we're on Patreon, so we, we don't have the reach that we did when we didn't have, but our dedicated listeners, I guarantee not one of them does what you, you just described. No one, I, I know. Vile human <laughs> so wait a minute, if you're me, what would you rather do? Just, just wing it, fucking free bird and hope nothing falls out your ass? How far is the walk to the closet? Yeah, Hold what's going to fall out your ass? Like, what are you... A piece of shit, maybe. I don't know. How am I supposed to know what's there? Then you clean it up you... off the floor. Uh, I'm not... No, I'm not going to have shit. Oh, <laughs> then I got to add more to my chores because she fucked up. I got to fucking clean shit off the floor. No, It's bad you... enough. I got to fucking deal with... No one's the wiser. You go take a shower. You just step over it and you pretend nothing happened. You blame the cat <laughs> later on. <laughs> well, now listen... Lucky for me, I keep Lucky an emergency. It. Yeah. Oh. Lucky for me, he'll lick it right up. <laughs> oh. Wow. No, but because she does shit like this. Yeah. Because she does things like this, I always keep emergency backups. So I have a stash in that bathroom that she doesn't know about. And there's, 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 a, there's a TP in there for when she in fucks the, me. In the there back it tank. <laughs> It's soft and wet. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> let this dry. <laughs> that's a 
good idea. I should tape it in there with a fucking big plastic bag. Actually, no, you had, you had the best idea. You should use Lucky. He's <laughs> <laughs> just fucking, he's black. You're not going to be able, it's going to be hard to tell if he was a white cat. It's one thing. Come here. Come here, Lucky. You're going to wipe. You can't you're gonna my, say that. You're going to wipe my turd cutter. Yeah. Oh, for <sighs> anyway, I had to do something. That's what I do. I, I put that thing up there. I, I walk a few feet to the thing and I, I grab it. But just to, I don't want something to fall on the bathroom rug. Just I don't know. Well, what do I know? What's going? I'm not gonna take the chance. It's never happened to me before. But you know, just just existing as long as I have, something tells me that it's possible for someone to stand up and have poop fall out. And I don't want it to happen. I always make sure I'm finished pooping before I stand up. But I, I get it. But I, like I don't know. Like. The way you're describing it makes, makes me think of like a like a, an old dog with patches of fur missing, like walking around shitting itself, not even aware of what's going on. <laughs> or you have no no way of stopping it. Like you stand up and it's like whoop, whoop, whoop. like your your ass has been <laughs> so worked over the years that it's just a big the Lincoln Tunnel and it's just like something like just falls right out. Like you have no control over snapping that thing up or holding onto it. Sorry, it's a, it's a gaping mess. He has no control of his turd cutter. His snapper's in desperate wow. need of repair. What? You look like I've been important for fucking 20 years or something. Well, <laughs> no, that's, I haven't the way you, that's the way you talked about it. Like, I can't stand up and walk. Well, like, I don't know what you can... you're, you're eating. You're like, and it's like going. Eating? Who eats on the shitter? Well, but like, you have no control. Like, it goes right through you. It's like, ding, 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 ding. Like, right up the bat. Oh. Well, well, let's I, move on. Is, holy yes. Fuck. Holy crap. Okay. It's right. TG. There were so many things I wanted to cover. TGI That's how you thought of it. You went from TGF 13 to talking about shit. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard that, that Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham have sent you emails saying you had to change the name of your podcast. <laughs> You're <laughs> infringing on their intellectual property. <laughs> uh, fuck the two of them. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because I told this story to Jamie uh, yesterday. She hasn't heard the show yet, but I told her in a conversation. Because, uh, you know, the podcast hasn't dropped yet about the Nightmare on Film Street and yeah. the Nightmare on Fifth Street debacle. And she goes, well, what the fuck? She goes, she goes, she the goes, what, what if Wes Craven fucking contacted Nightmare on Film Street and said, you can't use my name? I'm like, that's a good fucking point. You're right. He's <laughs> dead. That'd be fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, true. It's a, it's a movie unto itself. <laughs> I gotta tell you, for about ten minutes, I considered it as a joke, coming up with a fake email, and sending it to fucking Nightmare on Film Street, and saying we represent the, um, you know, the lollipop guild. Yeah, we represent the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild, the lollipop guild. <laughs> There's not enough Wizard of Oz references on this show, if you ask me. <laughs> coming what about sasha that, that situation you said that somebody couldn't believe i didn't know a borat i know what borat is didn't i know that it was a middle eastern thing i saw a commercial on prime a couple times or something yeah but my, i don't want to tell you. i don't know what the fuck it is but i heard the name borat what else is it going to be it's not going to be a it's got to be something you know foreign it's not going to be something fucking about some guy in the united states some teenager hey i'm borat how you doing borat sounds like it's a fucking a thing i don't know what it is I just, so I knew what Borat was to a degree. I just, again, I don't watch television, so how am I going to see commercials? I have no to desire me, to see commercials. But the, to me, this is popular culture. It was like the biggest comedy of the year. And like, it, it whatever, it's actually one of my all-time favorite comedies. It's it's fantastic. 
Yeah. Are they punking people? Are they punking someone? Is it the, the, the gimmick? Yeah. Like, nobody, he's pretending to be this character, and he's, like, fucking with people, and then later on it, it's, it's like, ha-ha. Ah, it's that mixed with, with story. See, yeah. I liked the concept of fucking with yeah. people. Like, like, uh, like Tom Green, when Tom Green first came out and he had a show on HBO, I think it's a million times better than fucking Jackass. To me, punking other people and, and messing with them that way and, like, playing pranks on them is so much funnier than hurting yourself. Like, there's, well, to me, there's no fucking... The, just, the prank, he, my own you're thing. right. You're right, but even his yeah. stuff, like, when he had his videos, and he was like, I gotta get paid, I'm a meter maid. And he was just... <laughs> following the meter guy around uh, to me that's yes. funny like it's it just stuff, I, stuff like that like like who does it like, we all are like we all hate those guys and we're just like but he just goes gotta get paid on the meter mate and it's just going follow them around <laughs> dave reads meters i want to follow dave around singing that <laughs> i'm not a meter maid i know but i still want to sing that song anyway but i'm following you around all day it's be okay. If someone came up to me and did that, I mean, I wouldn't be bothered. I'd find humor in it, but most people probably wouldn't. They'd probably be agitated. And that that's funny to me. If you don't, if so you don't know old, old Tom Green and you only know him from, like, what, Charlie's Angels or Freddy Got Fingered, then you do owe yourself to just go to YouTube and do Tom Green Slutmobile. Like, that one, I think, is a classic, Tom Green. And it could be enjoyed by all. It's It's funny. That's what he spray paints the lesbians on the front of his dad's. He airbrush sprays the lesbian <laughs> scene on the, his dad's hood of his car. So he wakes up to go to work and yes. realizes that he can't drive the slutmobile to work and has to take the bus. <laughs> right. See, that's what the jackass guys kind of did afterwards. Remember that guy was messing with his father all the time and yeah. they kind of got it from Tom Green. And I thought Tom Green was much better. To me, messing with people, again, I said it before, it, it's funnier to me than doing something, go, going through a table and, you know, hurting your knee and fucking but laughing that, about it. I don't know. Jack, Jackass did it right. Jackass just made a movie version of their show, whereas Tom Green decided he had to do Freddy Got Fingered, whereas he should have just done a cinematic version of his show. That's where yes. th that's where the difference was in Jackass. I will give them credit. They did it right. And there's a part four coming out this year, I believe. No interest. Shockingly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea. But, but, what was I going to tell you? Oh, back to that thing. So people told you they were shocked. That I... <laughs> He's gay. They, they, they were shocked that I told you that I didn't know who this Sasha person was and this, this Barrett, uh, Borat, whatever the fuck. Oh, <laughs> Chris, Chris E.K. Scott. Not, not a bunch of people, but Chris is like, I can't believe what they, because I said it boggles my mind, right? And, and he's like, I can't believe he'll know this, that, and the other thing, but he won't know, like, something like that. It's just certain things. You shock us. I think Brandon agreed. It's just a couple of things. Absolutely. You, yeah. It's like Swiss cheese. It's like you're missing, like, obvious parts of, like, your pain. That's just, like, no, but, <laughs> but the difference is I set out to... I set out to do that. That's the goal. That's what I want to be. I don't want to be, you know what I mean? I, I have, I don't need to see, I have everything. I, not that I'm not open to new things. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'm not going to see commercial. If something really is incredible, I'm going to hear about it word of mouth. Like this Sasha Cohn thing, again, I didn't know. I didn't know. There's no way I could know what that person's name, who played Borat. I wouldn't know because I've never watched the movie. So, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm against watching. If my wife said to me, "Hey, that, I heard that's a funny movie. Let's watch it," I'm fine to watch it. You know what I mean? I just there comedies now they're only so good to me. Like they're good, 
and I can watch one and be entertained by it. I could say, okay, I might even give it like, you know, an eight out of 10 or something. Oh yeah, that's great. But I mean, to me, they just, it's not like the older comedies to me. It's, it doesn't have the, the staying power. They just kind of come and go. I don't know. No, but- I, Dave, I agree with you on almost everything you just said there. But every now and then, there's a there's a, that diamond in the rough, if you will. Now, I'm not saying that this is like we, we tread a new ground. Borat was a huge hit, but Borat actually, to me, was like a modern classic of comedy. Like that's how good okay. he is in that character, and it's a combination of that old Tom Green style of punking, but done like he's totally in character. So you almost have to give him a, even more credit than that because he's not just playing himself. I mean, he's transferring himself into Ali G, Borat, and Bruno. And he's made movies of all three, um, Bruno being the follow-up to Borat. And, of course, there was a sequel to Borat that came out last year, which a lot of people didn't like, uh, probably because it had a, a political agenda attached to it. But I thought it was great. I've watched it twice, and I thought it was great. But, yeah, there is a political agenda or a political aspect to it as well. But... Uh, it didn't take away from the me finding the movie. Is it as good as the first? Absolutely not. The first to me is a modern classic, being modern being like 2006. But I agree. Like there's been a handful of movies that I've said elevated and I will rewatch from a comedy standpoint, uh, and they seem to get fewer and fewer. As opposed to horror movies, which there's, right. there's quite a few that I watch over and over and over again. Certainly, and old comedies. You know what I mean? Most of them are from the 70s and 80s, as far as I'm concerned. Not not so many new ones. But yeah, I mean, I'll add it to the list. That's fine. But I'm just like, you know, pop culture doesn't doesn't really mean fringe much. Fringe February. Right? Next Fringe February. Bow Rat. Next January. Bo-rat. It's non-horror. I'm going to watch that Bow Rat movie. You should watch Bruno, <laughs> too. I wonder. Because Bruno goes either way. Because it's like, because <laughs> of its focus, some people just can't get by the overtly gay. But that's that's exactly what it is. That's what it's all about. Yeah, he's so. overtly gay. I don't think it goes both ways. <laughs> oh, Sasha Dave. Bowen? No. Sasha Whatever Bowen. his name is. He's yeah, gay? Sasha, Sasha, yeah, Sasha Rat. Whatever his name he's is. He's not. He's he's married. He's fine. Oh. It's, the character of Bruno is gay. Oh, okay. All right. But it, there, Speaking there's a scene. Gay. You will never remember this, so I'm going to. There's a scene in Bruno, because that movie gets overlooked, because people just, just don't hold it in such a good. There's a scene there where he convinces... Um, What's her name from American Idol? Was a big pop singer back in the day. Uh, straight Paul up, Abdul. now tell me, Paul Abdul. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, no, oh. Paul Abdul. He has her come over <laughs> ah, to Kelly do Clarkson. to do an interview. To do an interview and has there's no furniture there, so he makes all the Mexican workers act like furniture. So like like as a chair, and she makes he makes Paul Abdul sit on a, a Mexican as because he's a chair, and like another one's like a table or whatever. Yes, and she, she does. does. Yeah. And she does. <laughs> so it's, it's yeah. basically saying she's a piece of shit. You yeah, really, that's I what mean... he does. He exposes people as as the pieces of shit that they are. That's what he does. That's what he did in the latest movie with yeah. Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Oh, this is my and, kind of thing then. If you're oh, exposed, yeah. yeah. No, you got it. You need to check out his work. Ali G is not. Ali G's more of a, a fictional movie. A when you see, if you see, his, if you see his, yeah, if you see his show, it's different because he punks a lot of people. As Ali G, Ali G in the house. I'm trying to remember now because I watched that one a long time ago. It didn't resonate as much. Borat to me was is king, but I'll go back and revisit Bruno quite a bit too. Uh, but I won't say anything more because there's a lot of great sketches. That's not even the best one. That's just one that stood out to me that I think is is just perfect. There's one about a commercial shoot. Uh, 
like that uh, and a show that he's trying to get green lit <laughs> so wait what guy is this this is ali g this is the guy that exposes no, it's the same the guy no it's the same guy baron cone is the <laughs> real movie? guy's name i get this but what bruno, movie does he do bruno. this to paula abdul bruno okay he plays but three you... characters ali yeah. g bruno and borat and they all have their own movies check out borat and check out bruno Three faces of Cohen. <laughs> Thank okay. you for summing, summing that up for me because that's exactly it. Bruno, Bur- yeah. Borat first, then Bruno. Yeah. Okay, and then Ali G, which is on the other thing. Yeah, or then or go to the it. sequel to Borat, which a lot of people seem mixed on. Like, but I, I know because oh. when I when I see the comments, I look at who makes those comments, and I I I've I've gotten a pretty good idea over the years of their political beliefs and backgrounds, oh, and it seems that anybody. Thing. Well, anybody that seems to have had, and again, I'm sorry, but this is just what I've noticed. I'm not saying everybody out there, but what I've noticed from the oh, friend group insane. that we follow is that a, <laughs> anybody with a conservative background, so, it was not funny. I turned it off immediately. It, it's funny. It's funny. Just give it a chance. But yes, it's it's got a, there's an agenda behind it, which I could see pissing people off. At the end of the day, just make us laugh. But I liked it, so... I don't care. I try to separate that. I try to separate it. I don't say I'm always successful in separating it, but I did find the sequel funny. I watched it twice. Can you try, so. separ- can you try uh, separating your words? You know, slow down a little. You know. <laughs> no. I've had a lot of, I had a lot of coffee this morning. <laughs> can we make it a Patreon perk where I, like, I reached through and I just strangled the fucking heart of Jersey? What tear would that be? <laughs> That'd be something. Speaking of Patreon, patrons, we, we have uh, we've had a lot sign up lately, and I want to thank them again because they've uh, we've even had people uh, get on the uh, the year memberships and stuff. Yeah, so that's crazy. Thank you guys. Year. Yeah. It is. I mean, there are still people on the one dollar tier that are just saying thank you, and we thank you for that. That uh, you'll never hear you this. Love the one dollar <laughs> tier. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. All you people with the one dollar tier, thank you, and go fuck yourself. Aww. In one year, in one year, you'll hear Brandon's term of endearment for you. Like, that's Good Lord. Well, well, not one shame. year. Actually, it'll be longer than that. It'll be quite a bit longer by the time this episode shame, comes shame, out. Shame. Maybe we'll get the one dollar people on for episode four hundred and fifty. <laughs> that's what we should do. We should, we should try to upsell them. We we'll get them on the show. Ten minute segment. Come on, man. We're it's the only way you're gonna hear us <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> well yeah we got more uh john signed up for a full year john cohorn is back he got a full year membership so we're gonna be doing some trilogies and some other picks for him and um and dahlia who was one of the um the hosts from that show nightmare in fifth street just signed nice. up I, I don't know if she signed up blindly or not but i told that- her answer <laughs> Man, now, is, this, like is this the Black Dahlia? Or I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, you can say that. <laughs> no, that was just my reaction. All kinds of trouble. <laughs> Speaking of you can't say that, I'm Would looking you at stop? <laughs> fucking guy, it's his mic every four seconds. Oh, I know. He's karate chopping it over there. He's fucking Daniel LaRusso. He's fucking... Yeah. LaRusso. Excuse me. LaRusso. <laughs> um, no, listen. Remember that podcast I was telling you? I said that they were ripping off our shit a couple of shows. Last show was it? Whatever it was. And I was playing the stuff. And I go, they must be listening. You know, they had the... 
Remember that stuff I was playing you when the, when the guy said well, Aaron Anderson. Remember he said he roads can't on the road. Say that. <laughs> yeah, roads on the road. You mean roads on the rocks? Roads on the roads. Road. <laughs> roads on the road. <laughs> that would be good though. Roads on the road actually sounds better. He should he should do a driving podcast. <laughs> actually, I'm on the way to work. Shouldn't it be rocky roads? <laughs> We're not talking what? about rocky this episode. Yeah. No more Rocky. No, I'm saying, shouldn't that be the name of the podcast? Yeah, Rocky Roads. If he's like going through like treacherous driving, <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's hosting the show, Rocky Roads. How many or podcasts John you have? <laughs> <laughs> he can also he can host a Rocky podcast and call it Rocky Roads. <laughs> Rocky Roads. Every time, every time I listen to his show in my car, I want to Thelma and Louise it right off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> With a cigar in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, with a cigar. The one that the one that Bob is smoking and he'll have eyes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me play this podcast because again, they got me they got us again. Because what was that one thing they said? They said he said you can't say that the one time. Oh, then he said cock of the walk the next show. And now listen to this. This is further proof. I'm telling you, this guy's listening to our show because you won't believe this. Listen. Did you feel bad for Jeff knowing Welp? Given the fact that allegedly well? he held up Vince McMahon. <laughs> he says whelp. Who fucking says whelp? <laughs> a lot of people do. That's what's wrong with society today. Yeah. No, they don't say it. They write it. I never heard anybody say whelp. I never in my life heard somebody say whelp. I've never seen anybody in my life write it. I've heard people say it, but never write well, it. Are you fucking serious? That's the whole, that's how this whole thing got started. I, I was saying that, I go, how come everyone's... Writing whelp all the time. Whelp. What the fuck's yeah. whelp? Remember I was saying? People yeah. say it. I hear people say whelp, anywho, supposedly. Yeah, but okay. When... Supposedly. supposedly. Everybody says supposedly. Yeah. Like, what supposedly. the fuck is supposedly? Chablis, huh? I don't know what that is. Chablis, isn't that a drink? Oh, would you like some Chablis? Yeah, but that's <laughs> not what he said. He said supposedly. Suppose Chablis. <laughs> That's a, are you trying to say Beaujolais? <laughs> oh, Chablis. I said suppose Chablis. <laughs> he doesn't like that. I like this. So I, I got a way out. Well, I, I hear people say, well, I, I hear them say, well, right. I mean, but that's the, that's the closest I hear to the word whelp. This guy came right out and said, whelp. You've actually heard people say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have too. I've only seen it like in text. That's all. I've I've seen it written. I've never heard anybody say the word that way. You know. Either way. That's crazy. It's this is what we have to deal with. Anyway, what a world! What a world! <laughs> I'm just trying to get more <laughs> Wizard of Oz references in there. <laughs> oh, and how about the world? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> do it. Do Wizard of Oz. What I say yesterday, if I'm being honest. Did I have that conversation with you guys or was it somebody else? Was it a different group text? What conversation? About if I'm being honest, that that, that expression. You threw oh, it no, in, but was... it was out of the blue. Like You're just like, I really hate the if I'm being honest. I'm like, where did this come from? I started scrolling back up. I go, did I use this term? And it... No, no, no. I just happened to <laughs> watch something and I heard it again. And it just, just occurred to me what a ridiculous turn of phrase that is. It if is, I'm being it, honest. Yeah. Or to tell you the truth. Or to tell you the truth. To tell you the truth, That's I don't really like funny. Friday the 13th. There you yeah. go. That, that replaced it. <laughs> if I'm being honest, replaced. If I, to tell Fight you the me. truth. That's what yeah. 
It's evolution. It's like misogynist took over the word male Wait, chauvinist. It just kind of happens. If, did, if I'm being honest, I've stood up and my turd cutter <laughs> has leaked on the floor. <laughs> he was laughing before he even had the joke come out. <laughs> he just knew you're going to go to turd cutter. Uh, I need to know, unless you heard the joke before I did, and there's a major delay here, but did you just listen to TJF 13 recently? Because I think I actually said... Uh, I, to be honest, I'm like, and I even stop myself. I go, I don't know what I, what I'm being honest about. And I actually, I think I, I stumble over that. And I make a reference to like, what the hell did I just say that for in that episode with, uh, oh. Vincent, Justin D I'm almost positive. It was that maybe you did, maybe you did. And I didn't even realize it. I, I've had an issue with it for a while. I've just never said anything about it. Oh, I see. Words, Christian's saying you can't say that it's his intellectual property. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I I am victim. I do that. I actually, uh, I've caught myself I saying think. that, to be honest or whatever. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. To be honest isn't as bad. It depends on the, the context of the conversation. If I'm but being like, honest with you. <laughs> right. Why start that at the beginning of the sentence? You know, like, it's like how people used to always say, I mean, at liar. the beginning of a sentence. I want to know yeah, what if to I'm being honest with you, implies that everything you're about to say is a fucking lie. Right? Why wouldn't you be being honest? That means it's irrelevant to say. It, it, it took over. It's something that people say at the at the beginning of a sentence now for yeah. no reason, completely out of context. Like like people used to always say, "I mean." Like you see somebody being interviewed on a show. So tell me, um, Bruce, how did you get started in acting? And he would go, "I mean." Back when I was six years old, I mean, you it's know, a lead in, but yeah, it's a lead in. Like he, I, yeah, say we have a bunch of those. Like he said something before that was false. Like he lied. He's like, you know what? I mean, <laughs> anyway, this, it's just these little ticks. I knew it's... this was sitting beside me the whole freaking show already, and I can't believe I didn't out. have it. No, this, and it, it was perfect for the uh, segment the that we had earlier. Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be in our movie. We got to say Dookie. Dookie. Right, we bring him I can't we believe I just sit right here. We should find that actor. Because remember you guys said there's no way he had a career after that? We should look him up. <laughs> see if he'll be in our movie just to say Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even be a pretend Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? What's that smell? I'll get, I'll get a blonde hair and a, and a do-rag and I'll be a skinny Hogan. Well, you already got the shirt. <laughs> that's true. I got Hulkamania. I got long hair. Is that him? Dookie? Yeah, that's him. Dookie. Look him yeah. up. Look him up. One credit. Yeah. Look how they spell Dookie in here. D-O-U-K-I? I. Where the hell the is that from? Yeah, that's the French Canadian. Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> What's this on the boots? I mean, Dowkey. I guarantee oh. that that is from the States, that meme. <laughs> we all know it. Yeah. I guarantee Dowkey is from the States. Yeah. Dowkey. Probably from Alabama. That's, exactly. another, that's another saying. That's another <laughs> saying. I, I guarantee. Well, that's, that's not a saying. That's making it. That's, that's how serious he is about it. It's like, I'm, I guarantee. One hundred percent guarantee. You really can't make a guarantee. You can't make a guarantee without really truly knowing, and you always well, seem to use right. it in a way he's of right. not really knowing. He's but that one hundred percent sure. He, in his mind, I guarantee no you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
I now, guarantee you're full of doggies. <laughs> <laughs> now, if he personally says, I'm going to make a guarantee like himself, that's that's more that's serious words there. Like I've said it a few times. I, I, I said, I guarantee that if this happens, I'll quit podcasting. Or I if guarantee. I'm, if I'm, I'm being honest, this. I'm thinking about quitting podcasting after this show. <laughs> and the listeners are probably uh, because <laughs> uh, I just had to explain again. I, I sent a message to uh, the Nightmare on Fifth Street, and I said, "Listen, I go just so you know, I go the first hour of our show is just us doing this stuff. It's not even horror related. It just it's just us being natural, and the listeners like it, but it, it's going to be off putting." To a new listener, possibly. So, just want you to know, we are going to get into the horror. But if you don't want to hear that stuff, yeah. you know, it is timestamp. So, but I mean, I just I figured mean, it out. Of- My God, yeah. a new rating. If the movie is below, instead of an imploding head, it's Dookie <laughs> from now on. So we can replace mild rumble or whatever with imploding head. I don't head. want a Dookie rating. And a Dookie as the as the. <laughs> As a piece of shit. Okay, so that's it. So it's exploding head, full head explosion. It's a half head explosion, mild rumble, dookie, and imploded head. That's it. Or, or imploded so, head or dookie. I don't know. Like, whatever. Dookie's like, I, yeah. Your head implodes Dookie and then you should be second pants. to last. Okay. Do- dookie should be second to last, and then last should be prolapsed turd cutter. Now our show goes from talking about exploding heads to shit. Haven't we had enough fucking fecal talk on this show this today? <laughs> I knew this was coming that, put, that in front, put that in front of your face. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Just put it in front of your face. That's <laughs> even better. I'm going to put this in front of Brandon's what? face. This is going to be Brandon's icon the whole show. Can we do the SpongeBob giveaway now? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. One lucky, one lucky fan. Dookie. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of stuffed animals in here. It's my son's room. We talk. I, exploding heads or exploding assholes? What does this show become? Holy cow! Out of control here. What the fuck? I'll Maybe tell you what. Exploded assholes from at. day one. <laughs> That's true. You guys laughed at me about that, that the, the cover box talk, and I had somebody say something on the page, and somebody sent me a message about how they were afraid of the elephant man too. So you can laugh all you want. I'm not the, here's the problem with what happened there. That show, that show, that movie never should have been marketed the way it was. It, it looks like it's a scary fucking thing. Like I remember the first time I saw. We used to have a regular TV guide. Then we would have the HBO guide. I don't know if anybody remembers the HBO guide, oh, but yeah. it was smaller and thinner. Anyway, then there was a cable guide. It was the tallest one of all. Cable guide! <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget this. the cable guide. Because yeah, what you, happened never ran, was you never ran out of toilet paper that way. You never had to work. <laughs> you always had a cable guide handy. <laughs> well, the cable guide was great because not only did you have HBO, it only had all the cable channels on it. So you didn't yeah. have you know, your two, your four, your seven. It had all the specialty cable shows on it, which that was all, all, all the rage at the time. Everybody was all about cable. It was newer kind of, you know. So the cable guy would come from whatever cable company. It was At our time, I think it was the Adelphia or International. Either way, it was the tallest book of them all, and it was thick. And it was the cable guy. I'll never forget, there was a full-page ad 
I opened it up one day, and it was a full fucking page. And, and, you know, the movie wasn't out yet. It was coming out, coming to cable. And they fucking showed it. And it's the elephant, man. And this fucking mask. And this guy standing there. And the, the lettering. You're going to tell me that doesn't seem like it's a horror movie when you look at it? That seems fucking... What, what else would that be? Somebody in a fucking mask. When hey, with the lettering, like the lettering, the image on the cover, I agree. Everything. It was definitely marketed bizarre. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Kids never should have seen that. And it was PG, so it came to, like, all those channels, and all of a sudden adults are watching it and stuff, and kids are being exposed to that. That's fucking scary shit. I'm sorry. It is. And I have I, the cover I, art right here. <laughs> <laughs> what a troll. That would have been better. <laughs> that would have been better. Just do that and have some something else, or let people know what kind of movie it is. But us kids were exposed to that at the time, and it was all over the place. And that's why we were too young to see something like that. It's jarring. It, it, again, it's the way it's marketing. The movie itself is dreary and black and white. And fuck, seeing something like that on the screen, you never saw something like that before. That's scary shit. So I'm not the only one. I'm probably the only one now that's afraid, you know, present day. But <laughs> but either way, these people, you know, they, they were all, he was saying, I couldn't do this. I couldn't look at my closet. The the thing looked like the, the mask to me, his, 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 his curtains or something, he said. So people were freaked out. And I wasn't the only one. And Carson Daly was talking about it. No, no. Yeah. Carson Daly, he was talking to Rob Zombie, and he said that was the movie he was the most afraid of. And his parents took him to see it in the movies. And he fucking, he was crawling on the floor underneath, underneath the fucking, underneath the uh, the seats crying because he wanted to leave the theater. And his so pants this was, were full of dookie! <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line is I share the trauma with others. I, I, I'm not the only one. So Carson for, Daly. Uh, <laughs> and our listeners, you know? It's true. You know? I mean, it's true. The guy, I mean, it was marketed as if he escaped from the Hills of Eyes and now he was put in a hospital and they're, they're trying to rehabilitate him. <laughs> I'm being serious. I mean, like, I, it looks like he's escapee from the Hills of Eyes. It's, it's, it's horrible because the movie itself is very touching and it's a great movie. Yeah. But the marketing of it is, is quite, you're right. It was marketed as a horror film, which is, is, is very odd considering it's, it, the nature of the story itself. Anyway, as a matter of fact, on the cover of Fangoria, I saw it's like it's one of the upcoming ones that I'm going to be getting to. It's like seven or eight or something. It's it's written on the cover. It's one of the movies that they're, they're going to talk about. So I got to read about this now. But I mean, seriously, so it was marketed that way, and and that's why it's scary to kids. It wasn't in the horror section, thank goodness. But the, nothing in the horror section scared me. We were talking about the movies that were in the, the box covers and stuff. I can't recall being afraid of anything like that. But that I was afraid of. Yeah. What about a cut box Halloween two? That was terrifying. <laughs> that fucking Halloween two box. It's the white whale. The Halloween two box. <laughs> uh, VHS people. <laughs> oh, and CD people. So, now I, I got out of the group. I just said forget it. I'm done. Uh-oh. Anytime someone posts <laughs> something, I'm done. I am fed up with people. So Rebecca, I don't know what it is. I. Everybody, don't get me wrong. This woman, the woman that posted this one was very nice. She just said, hey, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I came across and I grabbed all these discs and she stacked them. Well, because I don't care. I don't have a player. I don't, I don't care if I watch it or whatever. I just wanted it for, I just wanted if she wondered if she had a Friday the 13th. She said she had two of them. And I said, well, okay, I've got three. So if you got any of the other ones, I'd be willing to take them. I live here, but I got a buddy outside of Buffalo that if it's easier to mail to, that'll be it. She gives me a thumbs up. Nothing else. A couple hours later, some guy, she posts again. Some guy goes, oh, 
And he Friday the 13th, she gives him a picture, part three and part four. And he's like, I'll take part four. And I know. And wow. then Dave pointed out, okay, the guy's local and whatever. I'm like, I, I, I've lost, lost out. I don't know what it is. Maybe Canada's scaring them away, but I've lost out on getting part one, two, and four now in the CED groups. So I'm just banning all groups. I'm, I'm saying bye to all these groups and whatever. I just wanted, because on eBay, they charge an arm and a leg and part four is not even available. So I was just trying to get it for a good price, but I'm done with them now. Done. Damn it. Wow. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. So that's, I, I'm, I got to get a Kleenex. So that's it. Everybody says no more VHS groups. There's no more CED groups. You want any collectors groups, B? <laughs> no. No. Tell you what. Wanna, I don't rely on other people for my collection. I'll just buy it from the actual retailers. But I don't collect yeah, old well, stuff. Well, well that's the thing. Retailers. That's the thing. These ones you can't get right. from a retailer. Right. It's like Fangorias. You can't just they're – not, they're not just sitting at stores unless you live in Pennsylvania, which apparently uh, JP oh. and Carly – seem to keep going into stores and getting them. Well, that's what it you sounds know? like. You could go into any thrift shop and grab a Friday the 13th CED. It seems like that. And they supposedly are more reasonable because they're only on for like, you know, a few bucks, maybe five bucks. But then the second someone posts it to eBay, they jack it up to 20, 30 American. And then I got to pay import right. fees and then shipping is, is doubled. So then it ends up being 50 to 60 bucks by the time I like when all is said and done. And that seems ridiculous. So whenever these grips were good because they were a little bit more reasonable, hey, I'll sell it to you for two bucks and ship, well, and shipping. <laughs> uh, but it's never worked out. It's yeah. just be- become a big nuisance. So I'm just like, ah, fuck it. Except Some for the Canadian the groups, there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of new Canadian groups, and I'll, I'll I'll hang out in there for a bit. But they don't have things like the old school stuff like CDs and stuff. But oh well. So what, Dow- what are they- have you tried Dowkey.com? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> based out of Oshawa. that's great oh man whelp sorry no I'll never say that again (laughs) not even as a joke fucking whelp (laughs) oh man all I can think about is someone punching a dog and what a terrible fucking visual that is what What? (laughs) you said that before I know but why why? I'll tell you why because a dog, something about the word whelp, it's almost like whip, like somebody inflicting pain on something, like uh, like hitting somebody, and a dog yelps. So I picture a guy, it's a combination of whip and yelp. So it's, it's somebody fucking, you know, I could see somebody punching a dog, and that, that, that's called a whelp. I whelped his ass. I can't wait till it's a, uh, it's a fetish now, and we could just search for it on, like, Pornhub. Whelping videos. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fucking... Canadian guy in assless chaps just beating on a fucking dog. Aww. <laughs> Moods. I know he loves ducks, but I, I, I feel like he owns assless chaps. I don't know why, but he seems like he'd be the one that owns them. I feel like he Never owns ass- I feel like he owns assless chaps. <laughs> I'll tell you what the problem is with porno. I'm so sick of fucking all this choking shit going on. When you're talking about it's gonna be on Pornhub, I I I I can't fucking stand it. Every time I I I I find a new girl that I'm into and I I watch a porn or this or that, it, half seventy five percent of the videos they're being fucking choked and slapped. That's not fucking sexy. Fuck that shit. I'm tired you of it. It's so you popular. don't know what she said just before the video started though. <laughs> <laughs> Choke and slap me. Choke and slap me. <laughs> She might have been screaming Dowkey all the time. <laughs> yeah. Bitch! 
Honestly, if it's in real life and you have a girl, and I have dated a girl that used to wear a choker and she wanted me to pull it, and they were into it. And again, I always say I'm happy to be there. Whatever you want to do, I'll do it. That's, happy to be there. that's what I always say. I'm just happy to be there. You know what I mean? I'm getting laid. I'm happy to be here. However you want, it's how I'm going to do it. I was always a man of the fucking, you know, I'm, I'm like the mailman. I'm going to deliver. I'm going to fucking do and then some because you want them to come back. You know what I mean? And then I'm the Sandman because I knock them right out and put them to sleep. Anyway, I gotta stop. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. The old fucking, <laughs> the old shit talking single man Dave Z came out. Anyway, um, yeah. In that case, that's fine. But I mean, I don't know if you guys. I know you guys have, have attested to watching it, but have you noticed it's all over the fucking place? Every there's a fucking lot of place. there's a lot of rough stuff. I don't. I feel like you could find softer stuff though. I mean, you can, but it, it's hard to say. A lot of the girls I'm into, just for whatever reason. They just end up fucking, they're always in those videos. And I'm so tired of fucking choking and I'm tired of it. I really am. And, and the way they, the, the, the blowjobs that are real rough and the, it's just, it's too much now. It's gotten way out of hand. Well, it's because yeah. everything's been desensitized. It's, it's it, 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 yeah, yeah, before it was like one-on-one. Now, you know, you need to have like eight dicks <laughs> is the joke. <laughs> Everything has to be amped up to 11, as you always say, Dave. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot more throat fucking. If the mascara ain't running, neither is my hog. <laughs> <laughs> there's something a little sexy about that, but not not because of abuse. You know what I mean? I just, oh god. Anyway, how did we get on this? <laughs> on. What? Yeah, what the hell? Because you said it was on. Because of Pornhub, you said that he, there was going to be people. Oh, uh, whelping, whelping videos. Whelping on Pornhub. <laughs> So when he said Pornhub, it popped in my head that last night when I was watching it, I was thinking that I was going to bring it up. I was going to say on the next show that I'm fucking fed up with the choking. Enough already. Enough. <laughs> AC's had enough. Except if it's braided, yeah. Oh, perfect. Just... <laughs> that I'll never get enough of. <laughs> Look, his mascara's right. <laughs> choking and whelping? Mascara. <laughs> you got to say it like you're going to vote. Mascara. Mascara. Yes. Mascara. Anyway, no mascara. We have to say it like that. <laughs> Future, just look up click uh, kissing. That should be your, your search for moving forward. Nice. C L I T cliff kissing. Yeah, I, I, I'm just totally making that up. That seems softer to me. Oh, it is soft and sweet. I hear you. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's going to be very seventies. You know what I mean? Which is fine. Why seventies? Who are you calling a click cliff kissing? <laughs> <laughs> What? Remember that commercial? <laughs> Who are you calling a doo-doo head cootie queen, you lit liquor? You remember that commercial? No. Lint liquor sounds familiar. From the, I think it's Orbit. It was the Orbit scum. Oh, I can't remember. Remember, it was like, you doo-doo headed cootie queen. Like, who are you calling a cootie queen, you lit liquor? For some uh, reason, it's... Yeah, that, it was a commercial. I'm trying to do clit Of course kisser. it does to who you. Who are you calling a clit kisser? But it's hard to say. Sing it to clit, him. Clit <laughs> kisser is a tongue twister. <laughs> wow, in more ways than one. Right? Wow. Yes. Right? That's why I'm... Clip. Right? Kisser is a tongue twister. Ah. Kisser is a tongue twister. Ah. Kisser is a tongue twister. Ah. There he is. Mr. Roper. Click kisser. Click is a tongue twister. See? See? Yeah, that's what I was doing. I was fumbling over that. Try it, everybody. Try to say that five times fast. Clit. Kisser is a tongue twister. <laughs> right. 
Clitclissers, it's on Twister. Clitclissers, Clitclissers. Sounds like I'm sounds like a mayor. And, Who's the mayor and, of the town? And as an added bonus, <laughs> bonus, say it five times fast while you're doing it with your loved one. <laughs> that will be sure to get I'm things going. Thing. <laughs> Next time I'm doing my thing to my wife, I'm gonna say that when I'm down there. Yeah. Quinn Kisser is a tongue twister. Uh, <laughs> out loud, out loud. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I'll get a laugh. Remember, and then, hey, and then you guys. at the end, right at the end, right when you're done <laughs> kissing the puss, just go south a little bit, just a little bit, kiss her in the butt, and go. <laughs> it, it's official. The show. I. I'm actually gonna have to look at Patreon and see how many people leave after this episode drops. <laughs> it's a new uh-huh. low. It's a new low. <sighs> Sounds like a weatherman. And here's yeah. the answer with the weather. <laughs> Chance, have some golden showers. There's going to be a lot of moisture this weekend. And it's going to be muddy. <laughs> oh. wow. Followed by mudslides. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I will say that when I'm down there. Because, remember, I'm the same guy that got busted. I got busted doing the fucking Patrick Bateman when I was having sex with my wife. Because she saw my shadow. I was doing it, you know, doggy. <laughs> yes, I was doing it like in the movie. I was having a good time. I was doing it. Fucking, I talked the story on a summer series last year. So I'm doing my thing, and I felt real good about everything at the time. And I looked over, and I saw my shadow on the wall. And I looked, and I, and I flexed. And I did the flex. And my wife says, she goes, are you doing the Patrick Baby? <laughs> I said, yes. What do you think that chainsaw is for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, my wife loves me for what I am. I don't give a fuck. I do what I do. <laughs> Tonight, give her the old click clisser. <laughs> I can't even say it regularly. I can't say it. I don't even know what the words are. Click kisser. I can't. I can't even say click kisser. I know you can't even say the first half of the tongue twister. Click kisser is a tongue twister. <laughs> anyway, oh. Okay, we put in our hour. (laughs) We put in our fucking hour. I think we should do our movie now. Oh yeah, let's do it. The hills have. Oh wait, which one are we doing first? Obviously the hills. Let's go in order. The show the hills. hills? (laughs) You ever see that show? I never watched it. I just knew that it was on MTV when MTV became a turd. Never, Mm -hmm. never saw it, but I just knew that there was a show called The Hills. Right. Yeah. Me too. I can't hear it. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. I don't know. Were you actually singing? I'm doing, I'm doing the sound of music. Oh, the hills Can you are do alive. it audibly? <laughs> Can you hear him? <laughs> audibly? He's just like, oh, he's just like, oh, 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 oh. What's he doing? What, did it break up? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear you. I can barely... heard, like, he's like, yeah, I went, the hills are alive, cause the hills have eyes. <laughs> All right, awesome. <laughs> the hills have eyes. On the way to California, a family has the misfortune to have their car break down in an area closed to the public and inhabited by violent savages ready to attack. Written and directed by the one, the only, Wes Craven. Yeah, Cravenites. People voted on Cravenites on Craven Films. 
because honestly, we picked a bad year to do new to go back to the old format. So we're putting different stuff out there for fun. So thanks for voting. <laughs> Here we are. This gives us a, uh, some time to get some new movies coming out too. So it, it works in that yeah. regard as well. Uh, because there's some cool ones coming out next month. It'll be it'll be interesting. Next month we've got Spiral. We got the the Quiet Place Two as well. So they're coming out theaters in May. In May. Or HBO Ooh. Max or whatever they're doing, like the dual thing, Ooh. I believe. I believe. Interesting. Okay. Spiral Quiet. definitely is. I didn't hear anything about Quiet Place too, but that's cool. Spiral, I could stay at home and watch. Quiet Place, I'd go to the theater. See, I'm selective. I, it's I'm not going to go for everything. I like the option. I'll say it again. You know, some movies I want to see at the theater. Some movies it doesn't make a difference. Like Spiral might be a shit, and I wasn't overly impressed with the, the last two Saw movies. So it's like, well, we remember. <laughs> But anyway, but anyway sorry. Did, did, here is another great example. We The show will drop by the time you hear this, but we were talking about uh, Amityville Horror last last week or last show, and it's some, considered a classic by some. I just think it's good. Here we are again. This is considered a classic by some or maybe even more, and I just think it's good. Yeah, but you also thought the original Child's Play is the weakest in the franchise, which is... Oh, yeah, third. I'm not alone. I'm not alone with that, and and that's the that's just you the reality. You should be alone. Yeah, you should yeah. be alone. <laughs> but here it is. I mean, you don't this think, movie... Wait a minute. Hold on. The Hills you don't Devices... think you're alone. You don't think that you're alone in the fact that you think Child's Play is the weakest of the whole franchise. <laughs> I think you are there, my friend. I'm sorry. Like Cedar Chucky and shit like that. I don't think anyone. Can no, no. Oh, no, no. I didn't say it, but I said Cedar Chucky was worse. Like, <sighs> yeah. Okay. I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying... I misunderstood. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying it's the worst of the franchise. I said I didn't. I don't like it. I actually like two and three more, and actually okay. curse and cult for that matter. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Just all right. I, oh, I, and I, I did I, watch I, the I, remake I, since, and I like the remake more too, or the reboot. Good lord. Good lord. Yeah. Just a like notch above. Just a notch above. Good. Yeah, just it's a, a good one. Above. It's a good. One. <laughs> just a but notch. The hills. Notch. The hills. Again, people. Put this up on a pedestal. They say it's one of the scariest of the 70s. Nope. Uh, it could be up there, I guess. But there's so many other movies that come to mind before this one comes to me uh, from the 70s. Do people what say that? Part? Yeah, for sure. You don't think so? I don't Where'd know about go? scary, but I, I I think that they, you know, people do love it. And that that's fine. Do you guys see me? I'm sorry. Man. My camera yeah. cut out for a second. See me? Yeah, okay. now we do. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, You know what? I thought I wasn't going to enjoy it as much as I normally do, but... It's got a charm to it, but I do agree with Christian that, man, just the look of it. I, I, early Wes Craven had that that look. Even uh, Last House. Last House, yeah, thank you. <laughs> very gritty. Yeah. Very gritty. Just looked like, they look like they were filmed 20 years before they were. Well, okay, so the version I watched was the one on Shudder. I don't know if that's what you watched, Brandon. It was very gritty, like grittier, like Texas Chainsaw to me when I grew up always seemed gritty. And that's what added to kind of like that almost documentary-esque feeling to it. And I could almost say the same thing about this, but this looked almost muddy and messy. I'm like, this looks really bad. And then everybody was raving, or I, I read everybody raving about the Arrow Blue. And Dave, you said the Arrow Blue looked okay. Did you actually do the comparison 
to the shutter version I, and the arrow blue or no? I should have. I should have. No, I did not watch it after. I, I was getting up notes tidied for the show today, and then I went to bed by the time it was over. But I will watch it. I mean, I know that I trust you. what you guys are saying. I'm sure it does look shitty. Sometimes they do on shutter and other places. Like that one movie looked fucked. Oh, what was that movie? The um, that Bigfoot movie? Uh, uh Boggy Creek? Yes, The Legend of Boggy Creek was on one of those places streaming, and it looked like ass back in, like a few years ago. You can barely, t- barely make out what's going on in that movie. Dude, it's terrible. So, yeah. I mean, I don't I'm, I don't think that The Hills is that bad. But if no. The whole this said, almost has that grindhouse exploitation look almost intentionally. It's almost like Shudder put that version up there, like, that looks gritty and, and grainy yeah. and worn. Like, like they dragged the film through the desert. <laughs> It really looks. It, and I'm not. I'm not making a. I'm joking, but it really does look that. We like we ain't rough. find shit. <laughs> Comb the desert. <laughs> we ain't found shit. <laughs> Great. Let me ask Fucking you. Space Let me ask you this. When it gets to nighttime in the shutter transfer, does it improve? No, you can't see anything then. Oh. <laughs> So you're, that's to me. That's the people under the stairs. You can't see shit. The movie's so fucking dark. But anyway, I'll, I'll get to oh, that. Well, but you can't what? say that. It's a uh, very dark movie. Anyway, this yeah, I I found it was very muddy, which I again kind of can lead to its turn. But I was like, I was shocked because I heard about this cleanup, and I just I assumed it was the Arrow transfer to Shutter because they've done that before, but. Yeah, but I believe that I read it wasn't. It was the old Blu-ray, which looked like shit then. And I had but, that old Blu-ray, and it's still in the package. <laughs> I, I got to look into it and see. Oh, who the hell it's a Ryan Turk. Fucking <laughs> 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 Ryan Turk. Oh boy, don't start Fuck. that. <laughs> uh, okay, the Arrow looked good, not great. obviously it's got to be cleaned up the thing about the arrow is that it was a big thick box and it came with everything like 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 special features galore a big thick book booklet they they really did a great job like they do arrow like arrow will tend to do so it is a really good presentation it's obviously the best it's ever going to be seen unless they can find a i can't imagine that they're going to come along and do a 4k of it and somehow restore it even more because need a 4k though arrow I'm just saying if somebody wants to have it even the best picture possible is all I'm saying because typically it's looked bad. So, I mean, Arrow did, I think, as good a job as you can do restoring it. Again, it's I, I, I can't... Don't think you want, I don't think you want it too cleaned up. I don't think I would even upgrade. I mean, I don't upgrade everything anyway, but I don't think like that's a movie where I'd want it fully cleaned up. Then it just looks like a modern-day version of well, But, of but if that's what I like it the fact at. that it looks... <sighs> It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I thought the same thing of that. I thought, do we really want this or that? And the steel book that I have of that, which is a 4K scan, I think makes it look great. It makes it look great, Mm -hmm. but it still retains the greediness somehow. Like, it's the best version of it, but it still has that documentary-esque feeling. This would just seem like muddy, bad filmmaking. That's what I was thinking when I was watching it, but I wasn't letting it get to me because I hadn't watched it in a while. But there's a lot of unintentional humor. I think Craven really likes to fill his movies. Well, we know this by now. He likes to fill his movies with these comedic bits. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And I know I'm going to be the minority here. It was a mixed bag for me on this one. Like I liked, oh, get that tenderloin baby. That made me laugh. 
That made <laughs> yeah, me laugh. I don't mind that. I feel like the unintentional humor that doesn't work for me is, is like when the father, you know, is set on fire and then they, they, they extinguish him. They put him down on the ground and he exhales the smoke. Yes. And it looks like a, like, like one, like a cigar. A smoke ring. Face, like an, a yeah. Looney, yeah. Like, a, like Ooh. a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, yeah, I was gonna bring like, that up. Ooh. Like, 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 like the little smoke, smoke ring that, came out or something. I was like, yeah. "You gotta be yeah. kidding me!" And and he looks goofy. And he's like, it's almost like you expect birds to be, you know, flying around his head. Yeah. Ooh, you know. And, and wow. unfortunately, what probably seemed realistic there, this is one of those ones that you know some movies st- stand the test of time, and and other people have said that this holds up. But the costumes are so ridiculous. I don't know, these look like nomads. I don't know what they fucking look like. They look like assholes. Like, even the remake got it better. <laughs> the remake in 2006, they just wore clothes that they got from people that they killed and terrorized before they got there. Like an old hoodie or a ripped pair of jeans or something like that. This one, they're wearing like freaking like, like they look like tribal shit. And it just didn't work for me. Makes sense. Like, like a fur coat. They're, 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 like they're primitive. Coat. They're almost like cavemen right. looking. I, I don't mind right. that. I don't mind that yeah. for this at all. They look like cavemen looking that you just went to a costume store to buy a caveman looking attire. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm don't going know. to be in the minority, guys. I'm going to be in the minority with that. It just, I was like, come on. They look ridiculous. And But there's the fur sport. here. There, you know, <laughs> there's, see, there's look at it this way. The fur. They, they, it gets cold in the desert at night. These people don't have any. I mean, they, whatever shelter they have, they have. But I mean, these are people that are always living out in in this area. It makes sense that they're gonna, you know, wear things that, with fur on them. Yeah, somebody should have been wearing beauty at the end, and yeah. using beauty's head as like a, a hood. You're right. That would have been a cool scene. Yeah. Okay. It's not even a joke. I agree. They. they oh no, I'm not making called. a joke. I'm making like yeah. add to it. But uh. Yeah. You know what movie I really want to see? I want to see the movie about the father as a cop in Cleveland. Because he talks about the black people shooting bows and arrows at him. And he talks about people throwing dogs off roofs at him. I want to see I want to see somebody throw a dog off a roof at a cop. <laughs> and him specifically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All that shit talking he was doing. <laughs> am, I, right. am I mistaken or is the... The 2006 or whatever year the, the newer version is, is the scene where the mother and daughter are killed. Is it much more sexualized? Yes. It oh, is. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah, for sure. No, that, I just, and that's I just, what I like about this one. That it's not. I was going to say. Exactly. Exactly. That's what's that's... great about this movie. It's not. What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not exploitive in a way. It could have gone further. When you're watching oh, the things sure, happen but it is, in that still. trailer. Especially after the last house on the left, yeah, but it wasn't done gratuitously. It seems more realistic and not over the top. I mean, right. I, I, the characters obviously are a little over the top, but they would be. So when they're acting out and they're doing all that stuff, and you know, they they drink the bird blood and all that, yeah, that's fine. But I I like the fact that they kind of held back on the sex stuff where they could have easily gone overboard, which we see in the remake. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we don't need to see that. And to me, this movie. This is one of these movies that is like it seems horrifically real. Yes. When I th- I can see this happening. It's mm. not overdone. I don't know, it just seems to a certain, no, you know, it the, does to a certain degree, feel. but again, I th- I think it's my 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 falling out of love with Craven cuz I used to hold him in high regard and I I and I I don't I, I just don't it's there to a certain degree, but I feel like he overdoes it. And again, time 
has not been kind, I guess, to this, in my opinion. And I just don't find them that that scary. So any bit of realism with with the way they talk back and forth and whatever, I just think is kind of ruined. And and it, it, it becomes less scary and it's a little bit more fragmented. The way who talks? The family or the Hill family? The Hill family. Okay. The Hill family yeah, but sure. I can, they're supposed to be fucking loony. And they're not over the top loony. They're not like the Firefly family or something. Think about that. We saw House of a Thousand Corpses in 2000. Look at the way those people act and talk. This isn't in that level. This is how you would expect people that lived out in this area to be. Just fucking weird. Is it? I wouldn't expect that. Like cannibalistic. They, they know nothing. Well, look at their father. But the story we hear, and again, that's a touch I really like about this movie that was completely ignored in the remake. And I'm not knocking the remake, but... Uh, they left it out in the remake that this that we we find out that this that this Fred guy is the father uh, of Papa Jupiter. So so yeah. this Papa Jupiter comes out there. He's the only one there. He kidnaps this guy's words that he kidnaps a whore, makes him his wife, and then they breed this family, right? So there's inbreeding. There's this and that. So all these people know as their parents is this fucking lunatic Papa Jupe who probably runs the show. So how how do you expect them to come up? They're going to be wackadoos just like him. And he was born he was crazy. Tw- he was a 20-pound baby and he was hairy as a monkey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I see it making sense. That I like when the pop looks and he's like, what they this, have? Is, this is what you do? You hang yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was some great unintentional comedy. He goes, yeah, what's the line? What's the line? I have it written down. It's so, <laughs> of course, you, he goes, you always stop trespassers by hanging yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. You always... <laughs> That's so funny. That scene was great, man. Oh. And how about the girl with the French fries? And she literally the line was, she goes, we'll be French fried human. No, we'll be French fried. Human French fries. And then, then the other woman gets mad about it. She goes... We are not going to be French fries, she said. <laughs> that's that's actually funny. Yeah. I don't remember that, but yeah. I love that part. <laughs> yeah, I remember the French fry talk. Uh, then later on, she brought up again. We're going to be frozen French fries stuck to the side of this, this RV or something. Yeah, like, gonna... yeah. Hey, why, doesn't D. Wallace, why doesn't D. Wallace ever get the credit for being probably the Scream Queen extraordinaire? She's been in more horror films, in my opinion, than the ones that we give Scream Queen status to. Amen. You're right. She like, does get overlooked. Really? 100%. Like, she's in a shit ton yep. of, of of old school and then in a resurgence of of horror films in the last 10 years as well. It's and how crazy. about Sonny Bono playing her husband? <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> Bo Rat. Bo Rat played her husband. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, her husband looked like Sonny Bono. Doug. Oh, him. Oh, yeah. You wrecked my new Sonny Bono wig. <laughs> <laughs> You're buying me a new plate covering. <laughs> a plastic one this time. <laughs> a paper one. <laughs> paper. What finger was that? Because I have them all. See, do you yeah, remember? see, which one was no, the paper plate? I, I can't wait to come across it naturally when we're doing this. <laughs> I can't. I don't recall, though. We, we, there's posts from way back when. I don't remember, though. Well, I'll get to it eventually. By episode 500, I'll get to it. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, man, I've always really enjoyed this movie, and, and I still do. I haven't lo- – I thought maybe I was going to come down, and I didn't. I, I really I really enjoy it. It seems very real to me. The, the horror that happens, 
it doesn't seem as contrived as other movies. It's just. I agree with that. Just, the only that, thing it needs, I, it needs exactly. a better, it needs better music. Yeah. Oh, the music it's, was fine. Oh no, it it kind of throws well, you seven. off. It's, it's, no, but it, it turns into almost like heist type music. Especially when uh, in the third act, when it really kicks into gear, when uh, Doug and and Beast are like going hunting, it almost yeah. becomes like a like a heist film. I'm like, this is very off putting. I agree with both oh, things. I, I agree I, with the I, horror I, being, uh, like a, it, it it's well presented, and I and B something about the music. And it's funny because I don't like yeah. the music and people under the stairs either. And it's I think the same composer who came in the oh. quote unquote save the day. And people under the stairs, and I think that's very generic. So I agree. Nineties, <laughs> but <laughs> we this could be part of our skit movie, but it's a Hills Have Eyes skit where the brother and the sister they're actually standing on their heads with their thumbs up their asses. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> And that is a good scene too. And at that time, you would have fell for it in '77, especially the way the lines were delivered initially. You would have thought that they got through to somebody. Yeah, no, it was right? really well done. Yes, it was. They it, it were was well spoken, the Hill family, for as yes. savage as they were. In that scene, especially, yes. Yeah. No, That's even, okay. pa- even Popper Jupiter having his talk with all the kids, like he's very. He's an intel. He's a survivor. He's an he's intelligent in the sense that he knows how to hunt and how to kill. So when he's telling them, you know, here's what we need to do. Like it's very methodical and well thought out, and it's like scary because of course they're gonna have the upper hand. They live in the hills. They know everything. No, I, I dig it. And the deaths you care about the characters. I think they're sad deaths. Uh, I lo- I right? love the deaths in this film. I think they're yeah. great. They're they're emotional. Yeah, when, they when, are emotional. Their significant others pass away right there. Man. And, and, they, and the way when, they handle it, the way the grandmother is handling it at first with, with, with her, you know, with with him being killed in the desert, being gone, and how she loses her cool. And then That's later not on, my Bob. Calls. That's not my Bob. Yeah, like, dude. Hey, late, hey, Ethel, whose fucking Bob is it? This is your Bob. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> That's also going to be in our movie. <laughs> Except it's going to be it's going to be crazy, Ethel. <laughs> from from Nightmare from, from Friday Five. Yeah, from Friday Five, not this Ethel. It's gonna be that. And it'll up. be Junior. I'm yeah, junior. This, that's not my Junior. And then Dave's gonna drop his pants and be like, "This is your Junior." And <laughs> then he's gonna flog her with his dick. <laughs> and then she's gonna say, "Will you shut the fuck up?" <laughs> no. Then she'll say, "Will you choke me?" And be like, "I hate it with all this fucking choking." <laughs> no clue. Oh man. Yeah. What the fuck? Is, I have no idea what, what just happened. I don't know, but when D. Wallace passes away, that's really sad. Oh, dude, husband yeah. comes down, the husband's that. really husband. good in this. Doug yes. is really good in this. Yeah. You really feel yeah. for him. Yeah, you feel for everyone. They do a good job. I like that the sister sort of loses her mind for a while and then just sort of kind of comes back to reality when they when she realizes that, you know, they got to fight in order to survive. They do good. And then they do the booby traps, the Wes Craven patented booby traps for every Booby movie. traps? <laughs> no, not that again. <laughs> booty. That's what I yeah, said. Yeah, that is what he said the first time too. Yes. <laughs> oh, God, God, these guys. Uh, but yeah, he does do all these. What do you call it? You know, the, these these booby traps in every movie. Uh, it's funny though. You think he would do them more in the next movie because it's a perfect opportunity to have a bunch of them, but it doesn't happen. Either way, 
what they do is typical Craven at the end when, when they have the car and, and, and they do the freaking Jason part two thing. This time you actually see them pull the thing. Holy so shit. you know why the guy gets strung up and dragged, yeah. you know, this is the start of the Cra- Cravenisms. I, I, it's the start of the Cravenisms right at the get from the get go. I, he loves, I love how, I love how he has the families or the innocence exact revenge. Like I think that's that like from Hill, uh, last house on the left carried over the Hills of eyes. That's, I love that aspect of it. I always feel like they come up with these most cockamamie ideas. Like, like I don't know if like it seems so overly elaborate for what they need to do. But again, maybe just me. Like setting up the, the axle with the car wheel and everything else, and and trying to pull them, and like it just seems a little too much. I don't think so. Well, it separates itself from the other movies that are out at the time. I That's just wish I, they. I wish they had. I wish they had done the kill fully that way, like where he gets sucked into the car, almost like a yes. like a. Because if if they didn't do that, which they didn't, then they needed to have the fight scene a little bit longer, and maybe even have Doug die in the fight, the brother die in the fight. That'd be okay. I don't yeah. mind more. Because the I, the fight was almost like too short lived. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. I know they had know. two bullets left, but it's like, I don't know. The two bullets shouldn't have been enough to stop Papa Jupiter, especially the way they present him when he kills when he kills his father. When he kills Fred at the beginning, you're like almost like, this is a mongoloid. This is like, you can't put this guy down with a bullet. Yeah, no, I feel you. Right. That's Why true. Why not? But it's... Why not? Again, I know. I, I, I'm arguing when I, I, I will defend the Jason theories. To the, but again, it's you get what you re, or you're presented, and... Like I don't know something about some something about the like I said I like the family I like the horror that they go through the the deaths of the dog like it's horrific and the fact that Beast is sort of heroic and is probably the, the yeah. biggest hero of the bunch it, I, I love all that shit like that stuff's great yeah but yeah when he, like, hunts down, when he hunts down me. Pluto when he hunts down oh. Pluto especially that they do it in two scenes you know he gets him he tacks him and then you think he's safe and Berryman's like looking back and he's just stalking him waiting you actually see them run by and he's just sitting there and lying there and wait beast it's almost <laughs> unintentionally funny you just see him <laughs> sitting there like behind the weeds waiting <laughs> <laughs> plotting yes <laughs> that's funny isn't it weird though in the 70s how many of these horror movies had dog attacks in them we were just talking about a dog attack and the you know it's obviously in the fake dog head in amityville when the, he's attacking the guy and then you well, know, he's, so, he's attacking at first, and then he's helping him out. Yeah, Suspiria, maybe, yeah. Right. It's like, animals gone wild. Yeah, lots, lots of dog attacks. I'm sure we, there's more, but for some reason, dogs and horror movies were responsible for some deaths. It's it's like a lost art. You know, you don't see it. Now they're just victims. Poor guys, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they always die. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. <laughs> you know? So but, I, I, I followed know, this I up. It's, I, well. it's all right. It's based all right, and... I followed this up with Hills of Ice Part 2. What a fucking turd. I don't care. I don't oh, Cra- Craven's disowned the film, but he still wrote and directed that movie. And I know that they said they ran out of money, but that doesn't excuse what we see, what we still have. I don't care. Like, if you only got two-thirds of the movie done, that's two-thirds of shit. <laughs> too, too hard on Craven. People are way too hard on Craven. No, I, I agree, and love- I'll tell you what. I used to love Craven, but part two of this movie is a perfect it's example garbage. of the lows. Yeah, and but he has these highs and lows. Now his highs are good highs, like Last House on the Left for some people, Hills of Eyes, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, 
Uh, and but his lows, like holy shit, <laughs> like some of the See, worst of the know. worst. Yeah, but people like even like people on the stairs, shocker, you know. Uh, some people like Deadly Friend, like like yeah. even like the Deadly bad Friend. movies. People Deadly still Friend's enjoy. a turd as well. I know, yeah, but, but some people still enjoy these films. All I'm saying I is, enjoy. yeah, all I'm saying is, you did New Nightmare, you did Nightmare on Elm Street, you did Scream, Hills Have Eyes, Last House on the Left. You're Scream Four. You're a horror master to me. I don't care about your turds. Yeah, and, like, and I, I know and you're right. Like, yeah. You're right you to a degree, but his lows are very... That's all I'm saying. I said his highs are high and his lows, holy shit. I don't think his lows are that bad except Hills 2. Like, I look at it like this. What... 22 Shots put out their, their uh, you know, their top 50 directors show not too long ago. And it, and, after, and recently, Dave Parker put out a thing where, where he tallied as a group uh, everyone that was on the show, like kind of how we did with our top 100 and then we had an aggregate one for the three of us. And their top five directors... Just it was weird. It doesn't usually happen with this way with me. But the the top five directors that came out were also my top five when I thought about it. Not in the same order, but like on their top five, this 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 is who was there: Carpenter, Romero, Argeno, Cronenberg, and Craven. And I thought about it, and I would say Craven is my number five. And the thing is, to to me, his lows there I could still watch them. I could still sit and watch Deadly Friend and Shocker. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. It's just for nostalgia because at the age when I saw them. I'm not ruling that out. I don't think they're good movies, but I would rather watch them than some of the really bad ones from like Tobey Hooper or you know, some some other directors. Tobey. <laughs> I introduced a new way. Yes, there's Tobe. There's, there's Tobey. Toby. Now there's Tobey. Was that intentional? <laughs> no. Yeah, that wasn't intentional. I don't know why you said that, but now <laughs> I, I started Christian, why didn't you jump on that? I thought that was intentional, like Tobey. No, I I'm I'm slow now. You know what? But the... I've been listening to this album this past week, all week long. It's it's called the wrestling album from the early days. It's a wrestling theme song. In the middle of it, Vince McMahon is talking to uh, Gene Oakland and Jesse Ventura, and they, they say, who who produced something like that? And Vince McMahon looks at these papers, and he says, I got it right here, and he says, Mona Flambe. So anyway, <laughs> because I had Mona Flambe in my head, because I listened to that album like three times this week, I, I said Tobey. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's how my brain works. I had something swimming around in there. <laughs> and fucking Tobey. Tobey. Think about it. Think about a lot of directors' lows and how bad. Think about like Christian. I'm not gonna he, ask you to. He was name no, your he top was right. Five. He was in my top three as a kid. I have references to him in the the movies I made growing up. Wes Craven was, in a sense, one of my heroes. As I got older, I just started falling out of a lot of the movies that even Scream now to me. Although I rated it a ten last year, something about it. It's not something doesn't hold up I'm the tired. way it used to. Yeah, where's Nightmare on Elm Street? You've seen it a million times. Yeah, That's but I've seen Nightmare on Elm Street a million times too, and I still love it. Nightmare on Elm Street will never get old. I agree. It will never get old. Um, uh, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. I agree. I 100%. You can't take any. And I'm not taking anything away from Scream either. The Scream thing, I, I, it's going to sound shitty. I'm tired of hearing about it. It, it. It's it's referenced. It's discussed. It's put on the Halloween 78 pedestal or the fight of the. And, and, and in my opinion, Again, I also gave it a 10 out of 10, but for some reason, I just don't equate it with those other movies, not, and, and not even Nightmare on Elm Street, no. 
You know what I mean? So it's just like, I'm just tired of hearing about it because it's like, but I understand because it's the one thing that people from, from, you know, the millennials, they, they, they can hang their hat on that probably. And it got them into the fucking, the genre. But here's the weird thing. Like I was considering when it, this Fangoria collection, I was considering going after a little bit after episode, uh, after <laughs> issue. Cause the guy sent me up to 158 and funny enough, you know, it was an extra one. 56 and 57 did not come, but he sent me a 58, right? So I decided I was going to fill in the gap. So now it's 1 to 158. But interestingly enough, issue 158, it says, first news, Wes Craven scream. And that's the first time it appears in print on Fangoria. And I said to myself, you know what? This seems to me like a good place to end it. Because as bad as the early 90s were, and I'm not an advocate of it, there was still some good trickle trickle down that was still good in the early 90s. But I, and I hate to say it, but Scream came and it was great. But I definitely think that 97 to 99 was way worse than the early 90s. Scream didn't save anything. Horror got really shitty after Scream. Worse than it was before Scream. And I didn't think about it till now. But I said, that's like the appropriate time for me to stop. Right when Scream came... That's when it the horror didn't die for the for permanently, but Scream came out and it was great. Then you had those knockoffs, you know. Well, that's that's uh, to me though. I'm a slasher fan, so those knockoffs in a theater were fine by me. So I I I lapped them all up. Urban Legend Valentine, Urban Legend Final Cut. I lapped them up uh, at Scream Two. Like at that time, that was enough. I'm like, here we go. Like Shades of the Early '80s. Oh. Again, not, not, but slashers were back in the theater. So, th- again, maybe not save. We weren't getting like uh, breakthrough films that maybe we're talking about in the last 10 years. But at, at that time, I was going back to the theater and enjoying myself. Okay, but let me ask you this. Because I was masturbating. Would you rather go back? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather go back and watch fucking Urban Legend and Hell I know yes. what you did last summer? Or would you rather go back and watch random slashers from the early 80s that that that, that were okay typically like, i would go th- back th- and watch the random slashers from the early 80s like i that's okay. what i usually so would go to yeah right but this is what i'm saying that's the problem those slashers those slashers pardon me they were filled with these beautiful people everything was really clean looking they had these not good soundtracks there was no gore and again, I don't care about TNA in horror movies. I know a lot of people do, but there, and there was no TNA in these movies. They were, they were, they're not good movies. I don't think Urban Legend, and it's just one man's opinion, but I don't think Urban Legend, and I know what you did last summer, can compare to the stuff that came in the early slashers boom, even even uh, the generic slashers. Uh, I just don't think they compare. When you look back at them now and watch them, I just I think I think it was a low point for horror. And even if those movies are good. Or anything else that was coming out at that time, 97 to 99, for the I most under- part. I understand what fun? you're saying. I really like Urban Legend. I'm a really big fan of it, but I think it doesn't compare in the sense that the early 80s stuff, even the the lesser-known stuff, less popular stuff, had a, had a horror element to it that these newer, polished ones don't. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't. So that to me, that's... 
that it's perfect for me to stop at that issue. When Scream came into the world, I thought about seeing the aftermath of Scream, but I'm like, really, I'm going to keep collecting these Fangorias for the next 10 issues just because I want to hear what people say about Scream. I know what people say about Scream. Even at the time, they were probably blowing it. And I always, too, I remember saying, finally, the best slasher I've seen in years. That was the excitement of Scream. Yeah. Like, I don't remember seeing a good slasher since, like, 1990 at the time. I was like, wow, where have they been? And now they're back. But they weren't back. A movie was back. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah, I'm not knocking it. I don't know. I'm, but I, they're, too they're too polished. They're great, but they're too polished. Where I like that, though. I like eight. the fact it was like they put production value into a subgenre that I liked. I get it. I'm not disagreeing with your, what you're saying because I like I already referenced. I would go back and watch the ones that I grew up with in the early 80s and random ones. But something about the polished nature and production value into the subgenre that I loved was welcoming to me. And so I have I do have a soft space in my heart for them. But I will agree with you that they're that they're not my go to's, but I watch them. Right. They're in the rotation. Well, I do when it comes to this the movie we're (laughs) supposed to be talking about that we somehow got off of. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't see the classic status. I, again, I'm I'm at that seven out of ten range. I think it's good. I think there's enough enjoyable to, to be had there. I think there's a rawness to it that you guys have both mentioned, and some of that comes through the Caribbean filmmaking. But it doesn't resonate with me uh, as sheer terror or like some some of these things that I'm, I'm hearing people put it on a pedestal. I I just don't I don't feel that. Whereas I do feel that with things like um, Texas Chainsaw. The exorcist, yeah, sure. Etc. Cult of Chucky. Cult oh yeah, it's Chuck- not on that level. <laughs> it's not on that level. But I think it's better than a lot of other movies like it with a family in peril. You know, it's not a slasher, but I mean, it's one of those. It just seems real life to me, and the production values are are, are better than a lot of like. I believe we call this a motorhome invasion. <laughs> yeah, M H I. It's one of those M H I thrillers from the from the seventies. But I mean, look at a lot of seventies movies and the production value. It just, you know, I don't know. Like watch like Toolbox Murders or some shit like that. I it love does, like, Toolbox Murders. I like that seventies grit and sleaze to it. Okay, okay, but I mean, this has grit and sleaze, but still looks well. Okay, the, the one you, the copy you watched on Shutter aside looks bad. But I mean, when I watched this movie on the blue last yeah. night, it just it seemed like it has it's better made, has better production values, and it wasn't too gratuitous. Like a lot of those movies were just trying to be as shocking as possible. It became the yeah. thing to do. Remember how bad the seventies were, and I mean bad in a good way, where they they kept trying to outdo each other with let's make this as vile as possible. And I respect that this movie. I have fear for the people. I care about the people. I just I don't have any issues with it. Of course, it's not on the level of a Texas Chainsaw or anything like that. You know what though? <laughs> Something funny. I I think I made a connection between this movie and Devil's Rejects, of all things. And it didn't occur to me until last night. You know that scene when Pluto goes in there and he, he wants to get with the woman? And then um, who's the older brother? Mercury or one of them guys? Whatever. you got to be a man to do that. Yeah. Yes. Mars. Mars. Okay. So Mars tells him that. Jupe gets all fucking pissed off. Pardon me. Pluto. Pluto gets all pissed off. Yes. Throws his temper tantrum. Obviously... He's, uh, this could have been his chance. He's sexually frustrated, right? So now I think about that, the fact that he's sexually frustrated, and I believe that in 2005, they say they put that scene on for a reason, where 
when they go to the chicken fucker guy and he and he tells Ken Faree, and he goes, I don't know about you. He goes, but that guy you're with, he looks sexually frustrated. He might want to fucking cut off out of a chicken and fuck it. <laughs> I, you get what I'm saying? I think the whole sexual frustration thing, I think that was a fucking a nod at his character in this movie for being sexually frustrated. I didn't think about it until last night. So Now that you bring it up, I'm probably still not going to think about it. Wow. <laughs> it's just a Dave Z-ism. It's just one oh. of those things I see. I'm like, well. Flanagan-isms, yeah. Dave Z-isms, Crave-isms. Fucking Christian and his isms. Jizzisms. Jizzisms. Christian jizzisms. <laughs> nice. Tobey isms. Tobey. Yes, I would like to order a Tobey. Tobey. Anyway, I, I think I think it's it's violent enough and shocking enough without being like you said overly gratuitous. Yeah, and and it tells an interesting enough story where you care about everyone, and and the kills in the third act are are rewarding enough and uh the way it just ends is you know shocking and sort of you know upsetting it definitely it stays with you for a little bit so i i enjoy it very much i i don't think i've ever put this on the pedestal of being you know the greatest movie ever but it's a solid eight out of ten and i think it'll always be in that range for me i i echo everything you said including including the rating eight out of ten oh, yeah. yeah. 100% with you. That's how I feel. I don't think it's the greatest fucking thing ever, yeah. but I think, I think it's a great movie, and I think it deserves uh, the attention that it gets when people talk about, you know, these, these this movie, and, and Craven in general. I think after after the first, after Nightmare and Scream, this is probably his, his third third best. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And I get it. He does, he does have loads. He has made bad films, but most yeah. directors do, and people were... Oh, yeah. I, I think that's the problem. Most people were like, we're like you, Christian, you know, when he first started, we're like, Craven's the best. And then some of his later stuff, they're like, oh, Craven's overrated. And now I'm at the point now where I'm like, Craven's underrated because everyone's saying he's so overrated. I'm like, I, I, I'm not saying he's underrated. Right. He's just fell out for me. But I can't deny the shoe. Like, look at the influence he had. Even if you look Last House on the Left, spawned that in a remake. Hills Have Eyes spawned a sequel and a remake in a sequel. Uh, like, for, like I'm, I'm just doing the... Like Nightmare on Elm Street, we know it it yeah. created an icon and and many yep. sequels and remakes. Uh, Shocker was a re- <laughs> deadly friend, and 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 Shocker, of course, were like you know in between. Shocker and, created and my go-to fan- move <laughs> on himself. <laughs> Vampire in Brooklyn, whatever. Scream again. We another franchise. Like you, I you got to give him credit for that. I I I get it. Yep. I'm just saying, like overall. He went from being, I had him on a pedestal to being more middling, like middling in a good way. Like, I mean, a lot of seven out of tens. So maybe that's not middling. That's a, that, that's no. a step above, but more seven out of tens for me, I think. And then with a couple that are boosted up there for sure. Okay. Here's a homework assignment. Next, next show. <laughs> Next show, have your top five directors. I'd like to know where he places. I can tell you my top five right now. And and, and and I think when we started this episode, or when we started this show, we named our top five directors in the first episode or or so, and I'm pretty sure Craven was in there. Has it changed for you now, is what I'm saying. I'll go through it, like but when you, guys, when you guys made yeah. the argument, and when I just went through the influence as well, it's going to be hard, but let me, I'll go back. 
because you got yeah. some new heavy hitters in there now that I. But again, how do I how do I leverage two films against? No, I can't yet. A, no. a, like a, a like a whole resume of. And you're right. Yeah, like I am putting a lot of weight when I say, "Oh my God, The Hills of Eyes Two and Deadly Friend." I will still watch Deadly Friend and Shocker. I will. I know I will. I will too. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's kind of like the uh, maximum everybody. overdrive to me, or something like that. Like I, I will watch them. <laughs> but look at Hooper and look at Romero and look at uh, I don't know. You may think Cronenberg never had a miss. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, oh, everybody not, has some misses. Yeah. No, but even some of the other stuff that's not mentioned, like, I mean, I don't personally like Swamp Thing, but Swamp Thing, Deadly Blessing, I don't think I've actually ever seen uh, Summer of Fear. Like, these are stuff people like, and, you know, they're not yeah classics by any means. But Look at Carpenter. Yeah. Carpenter has some low-hanging fucking fruit, too. You know what I mean? They all do. I, people will say that about Argeno. Me, personally, not so much. That's why he's my favorite, because I think he is he's the most steady. I know not everyone's going to agree with that, but I just Eddie, I Eddie. want to tell you. You know? The fuck? <laughs> he's pouring into the goddamn mic. Look at him. That's Get that fucking happy. cat out of there. <laughs> he's a happy cat. No, look at him now. Now he's chilling. See? Yeah, now he's chilling. No more yeah. needing. He's chilling. His purse is not too loud, is it? <laughs> no, it was when he was in the microphone box, but he's fine now. He's a, he's a big purse. He's a happy boy. The microphone fiend. All right. <laughs> All right. Somebody, I'm going to bang... die now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to bang through these two. I hope I can. We'll see what happens, though, because uh, we got a, another one to do. So check it out. Issue four. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, Star With Trek. Nothing no, no, yeah. that's just horror like Star Trek. I know. Well, again. <laughs> They don't change their format. They're still they're still a fantasy sci-fi horror until I, I'm going to get to it soon. I think it's eight or nine where it officially says they're just going to be. I don't know if they say it, but that that's where I know as a you know as a fan of them that that, that they they reached their point when they said, okay, we're changing the format. We're not going to be promoting this type of stuff anymore because this is the early days. So anyway, okay, so. I'm going to read the opening uh, thing here. It's a little diatribe, but I find these quite interesting in some of them, the uh, the opening page. And this is this is really cool. So this is issue four, page one. Well, actually page four, but whatever. Okay, it's taking me a minute, but, but drink it up. This is cool. In a few short weeks, it will be 1980, the beginning of a new decade. Here at the Fangoria offices, we're looking to the 80s with great anticipation. The 70s were kind of boring toward the end. But the 80s look like they're going to be frightfully fun. It seems like there's going to be some new ground broken in horror films. The fascination with science fiction has run out of steam, and we are now ready to get back to basics. Horror is at it again. This certainly comes as no surprise to us Fangorians who've been patiently waiting for the sci-fi craze to run its course. Four issues in, Fangorians. <laughs> <laughs> the balls of these guys. <laughs> They were right, though. <laughs> Episode two, headites. Yeah. <laughs> the balls of those guys. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, Full of hatred. The mere, the mere publication of this mag attests to the faith that the genre, in the genre, that the publishers have. A look at the past year's hit movies further illustrates the point. 
<laughs> That's lucky. Okay. The summer's blockbusters were The Amityville Horror, Dracula, Prophecy, and Alien. Yes, Alien is a horror flick. The sci-fi elements generously added to the overall look of the film, but basically the whole thing was a monster movie with one of the greatest monsters yet. Amityville may not have been the best thing to come out of American International, which celebrated its 25th anniversary this year, 25 years of making lots of B-horror movies, but the people wanted to st- to sit there and get scared. Dracula's been done over and over, but moviegoers kept coming. Moviegoers kept coming back for more and more. Prophecy begins to mind the 50s films, depicting monsters created by human tampering in the environment. Though a lot of it was giant ants and spiders. <laughs> Put that cat back at the kids' house. <laughs> Stop it. This time they're dealing with the real possibilities of mutations created by all the junk in the air and water. More recently, when a stranger calls has been scaring the wits out of America to the tune of earning better than $12.5 million in its first 24 days. Hollywood likes those numbers, especially when a film like Stranger costs so little to produce. No recent horror film points out the cost-benefit ratio better than John Carpenter's celebrated Halloween Produced for a merely, pardon me, a measly three hundred thousand, about one third of what an episode of Battlestar Galactica cost. Wow, Halloween has to date grossed upwards of fifty million, making it the all-time money maker of all independently produced motion pictures. George Romero knows all about this kind of success, also, with his Dawn of the Dead doing very well in Europe and the States. The original Night of the Living Dead has already earned a hefty twelve million making the most of its $70,000 production cost. It just goes to show that you don't have to have also all sorts of fancy effects and big-name stars to make both a well-received and profitable movie. Almost there. This doesn't mean, though, that we're going to be inundated with cheapo, scary films. There is a lot of money and talent going into such productions as Stanley Kubrick's interpretation of Stephen King's The Shining and Carpenter has a $1.5 million budget for his latest ghost tale, The Fog. And if you've been following Fangoria, especially Monster Invasion, you know that there's much to look forward to. Sure, there are going to be a certain amount of Attack of the Killer Porcupine types, but if the current interest keeps up, we're sure to see plenty of quality fright films in the next few years. In its four issues, Fango has has reviewed some of the best and brightest in the field, the old masters and the up-and-coming The 1980s are upon us, and the public has a renewed interest in going to the movies and simply being scared. You can be sure that Fangoria will be there too, keeping tabs on the trend, letting you know who's doing what and when, and taking you behind the cameras. We'll show you the good, the bad, and the horrible. We hope you stay with us as we venture into the 80s. Wow, boy, did they get that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They were right the fuck on point, man. Isn't that great? They knew it. 1979 and just the trend of what was happening at that time. And they're like, yeah, things are turning for the better. We got a horror movie going on wherever Christian is. What the fuck is going on in Canada? There's like a lunar eclipse every two seconds. Sometimes you're in the pitch black. Sometimes the sun comes out. What is (laughs) going on? What the fuck are you talking about? Dave, I know you were reading, but look, look, <laughs> it's getting dark. It gets light. Just watch his room. He's like you. He's got it. He's got a Brandon screen now. When it, when he's pressing one button, it, it, he's bright. I'm and when pressing, he's not, he's pressing not. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Lucky, I gotta get this can out. Yeah, press that cat on out of that room. 
He just wants to be part of the show. He is the official mascot, after all. Show you everyone know? his butthole. I put a new Patreon level on, like, the non-lucky show, and it's it's the most popular tier now. No, look at him. No more cat he's talk. Probably, <laughs> he's probably going to curl up right here and go to sleep. See, he's yeah. proud to be a part of this so, number. The sooner the better. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, I'm going to be the most hated. I'm trying to get, uh, I'm trying out to officially become the most hated host. I don't know if it's you been official yet. No, it's yeah. Keep at it. Keep at it. And now we get into some phantasm talk, beginning with the, uh, this is cool. Some, some ravager, ravager talk, some phantasm talk. Yes. Some phantasm talk. Okay. Cult follower. I haven't seen phantasm yet, but I'm already quite berserk over it. That was one fantastic article and the color picks just about made me want to cry. Finally, there's a new breed of directors who do what they want rather than what they think they could and that, pardon me, rather that rather than what they wish they could. And at last, there's a magazine with nerve enough to cover what's being done. Perhaps you will consider doing an article on Rocky Horror, another taboo subject for most horror mags. So again, getting towards the, the change in the genre, you know, new directors coming in. And uh, here we go. The tall guy. Great thanks for the stories on Phantasm and myself and Fangoria. All of us associated with the film are delighted by your first-rate writing and resplendent pictorial treatments on us and in debt, indeed, in debt, <laughs> indeed. First-rate writing, second-rate reading here. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all of the terrific features in your eye-catching issue number two. The tall man has virtually abandoned his former nefarious pursuits since his cover appearance whilst he sends out photos and copies of Fangoria to model agencies. He now sits hourly by the phone in expectation that Playgirl will almost certainly call him. The tall man also has issued an ultimatum to D.A. Coscarelli and AFCO Embassy Films that they provide him with a love interest for Phantasm II. After all, he insists, the Frankenstein monster had one one in his second film. Things just aren't the same right now around the mortuary. Angus Scrim, aka Rory Guy, Los Angeles, California. So, pretty cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. And then another one, praise from pros. Here we go. Saw your article on Fangoria number two, and along with Angus Scrim and Mike Baldwin, we're very pleased. Your publication looks very slick, and the writing is top notch. As of this time, <laughs> sequel Phantasm is in the works again, and I I will not be directing it. Thank you, and I hope I will have another film in which your magazine might be interested in the near future. Don Coscarelli, Long Beach, California. So, nice. Yeah, good on them, you know, right in and, you know. So I wonder what happened to that phantasm. Obviously, he got put on the back burner, and then he did Beastmaster, and uh, did he do something else in between as well? And then Phantasm 2 in 88, and he ended up directing it. I don't know. Well, we'll have to get into it. I guess when uh, 80, by the time I get to 88 in these books, <laughs> in these magazines, we'll, we'll see what did happen because it was, it certainly was a long time. You're right. And there you go. That's about it. And now, speaking of Phantasm, I'm gonna. There's something that happened in uh, issue two that I forgot to uh, tell you guys about, and it's actually kind of cool. It just takes a second to talk about, and it's uh. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm oh. Kidding. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I'm 
<laughs> I forgot to tell you this. Okay, one of Coscarelli's worries over the picture was that some people might find too much visual similarity between the hooded dwarves and the Jawas creatures in Star Wars. We first started shooting in April of 1977, about a month before Star Wars came out, and one of the first scenes filmed was dwarf jumping on Mike's back. A few weeks later, somebody comes in and says, hey, I just saw that new science fiction picture, and they've got a thing in there that looks like that looks just like the one of your dwarfs. Now somebody just told me they've got yellow blood and alien. So <laughs> apparently, and it was true. So he, they did these things prior to, to doing that, and then they found out after. So anyone that's ever wondered, there you go, right from the horse's mouth. Coscarelli. So, all right, what else we got in here? Page 20. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay, there, there was an article in... Uh, about the Wizard of Gore himself, Herschel Gordon Lewis, and they're talking about some filmmaking things that happened. And I, I found this story kind of kind of humorous. Um, <laughs> when we were shooting Color Me Blood Red, there's a scene where we dig up this girl, and there's supposed to be worms crawling all over her. We shot the scene, we shot the film in Sarasota, and we didn't know until the day before we were going to shoot that there are no worms in Sarasota. The soil is just too sandy. <laughs> there are simply no worms to be had. So he went to a retirement village, and sure enough, here's a guy there who raises worms for a hobby. <laughs> so, he, <laughs> so he loaned us tapeworms. He wouldn't sell us. <laughs> he wouldn't sell us any worms. They were his pets. <laughs> he loaned us 24 worms. We shot the scene that night. We didn't finish until 1:30 in the morning. Everyone was exhausted. We started gathering up the worms. We could only find 23 worms. One worm was missing. We're scrounging around through the sandy lawn, trying to find the other worms. So finally, someone in the crew says, I'll give you 24 worms. And he took one worm with a knife and cut it in half. <laughs> I said, all right, friend, now you have 24 worms. You're the guy who's going to return them tomorrow. And he did, and nobody ever said anything. Maybe the fellow didn't look back to see he had two short worms in the batch. <laughs> <laughs> Herschel Gordon Lewis, I, I've told this story. Of, I mean, I've told you I met him. He came to the the only Fangoria Weekend of Horrors in Toronto, which was in '91, and he was a guest. And what a gentleman! He was absolutely awesome because this is before he had to go line up anywhere. We we just walked up and we were chatting with him, and he gave me his address. He wrote it on a card and he gave me his Florida address at the time. And when really? I told the story, I think he had just passed away, either a couple of months before. Or, it was nice of him to show up even after he passed away. Yeah. When I told the story originally on the show. <laughs> Disdain. Is, Man, is that's a I real gentleman it. to show up to Fangoria Awards even after he passed away. Not, nothing about awards. There's nothing there about awards. The, I don't know what the hell you say, you <laughs> click kisser. <laughs> now we could say it. No problem. Yeah, now we can say right. That's cool though. He was a, he's click, a cool cat. Click huh? kisser is a tongue twister. <laughs> click kisser is a tongue twister. Click kisser. He was, is a, he was no. super nice, man. He was super cool, super chill. I don't even know why he <laughs> gave me his address. There was a reason for Horsham the address. Horsham. Yeah, I don't remember the reason. I, I love him, even though I just called him Horshore. Horshore Gurdon. Horshore, you call him? 
Instead of Herschel Gordon, a Horschel Gurdon. <laughs> oh, it's okay. That that's uh, Tobey Hooper's cousin. Yeah, uh, it's another Clint Kisser. Tobey, yes, and Clint Kisser. <laughs> All right, Clint now Clint we get to the back of the page. Monster Invasion. This has become my favorite section because it's stuff that, that that's being planned coming out. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's about to happen here. All right. Um, Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> this is the first time it's been mentioned here. Director-producer Sean Cunningham's first film since Last House on the Left concerns mayhem on the grounds of a summer camp. The movie is currently being lensed in the wilds of New Jersey, <laughs> so not much can be revealed of the plot at this time, though it seems that Cunningham plans a suspenser along the lines of John Carpenter's Halloween, embellished by effects in the style of Romero. For the latter, Cunningham has imported Dawn of the Dead's Tom Savini from Pittsburgh. So. <laughs> well, they got a thing on, but did they say the first movie or his first horror movie? Because he did Manny's Orphans and Here Come the Tigers in between. No, no, this is... Oh, you're right, he did. Hold on. You're right, director, producer... You're right. Sean Cunningham's first film since Last House on the Left. And you are definitely... We all know that about Manny's Orphans and the other one. And in the softcore thing that they did, was that him or was that Craven? They did the softcore <laughs> together. I think it was Craven, but that yeah, might have been before yeah. Last House too. I, I, the timeline it's screwy for me there, but but it's but interesting. Right. Yeah, it was it was a total ripoff of Halloween with, but with the gore added in. That's a perfect description. Like got Tom Savini from Dawn of the Dead to incorporate Dawn of the Dead style gore effects to a Halloween style story. Duns right. Yeah, pretty, pretty wild. Okay, here's another one. Friday the 13th, The Orphan. <laughs> this is a movie. Uh, oh, I know. It, uh, Mark it always came up. Same year, 1980, right? Yeah, Mark Owens is David, The Orphan. Already test marketed in several cities and released in 50 theaters in New York, The Orphan concerns a 10-year-old boy who was deprived of warmth and love after the violent death of his parents. The boy's retaliation for his betrayal by the adult world supplies the thrills according to the distributor due to the unusual terrors shown in the film a five a part a fifty thousand dollar insurance policy has been taken against death by shock among movie patrons <laughs> national release is slated for february so the, orphan, the story so you are they, aware yeah oh yeah there was always i always i forget the story there though because i know that um cunningham took out the ad in variety the year before but I don't know how Friday the 13th, The Orphan, was able to use the, the Friday the 13th title unless it, it, and or why no one was sued over it. Or maybe that's what they're suing over now. It's so weird. I The only one that comes up is from 19, a disturbed young man is, is plagued by horror, horrific headaches that he believes made him commit murders. Is this it? Oh, that's it's it. It's 1979. Wow. It's 79 that that came oh. out. And look what it says. You have a date. With death. Chucky stole yeah. that line. Look at this. Wow. That's a cool fucking cover. I wonder if I can get this poster. That's fucking great. Friday the 13th, The Orphan. Wow. Yeah. How have I never heard it's about it? It's a this? prequel. <laughs> right? Wow. It's, it's, a, it's currently at a 4.1 out of 10 on the B. Can this be found anywhere? The Orphan. I'm definitely curious about He's it. It's a mongoloid orphan. Especially with... <laughs> It's got that $50,000 die of shock uh, thing going on. That's kind of scary, you know? Maybe it's good. I don't know. Okay. And now, Scanners. Fangorian favorite, David 
the brood, Cronenberg, is currently directing this futuristic thriller from his own script. Plot details are still secret, though Cronenberg tells that it concerns a group of people who have achieved powers of telepathy by technological means. The same theme as Stereo, an experimental film made by the young director over a decade ago. Mm. The film's $4 million budget will allow for greater special effects and possibly Dolby Stereo Dolby Stereo sound. Planned release fall 1980. So how about that? Stereo? You know about this movie? It's on it's on uh, like special features of some of the some of his uh, criterion or one of the criterion collections. Stereo and his other short films. Well, it must be the scanners one if it's apparently this is the same uh, the same plot as scanners. You know? Well, that's the stereo. Oh, one. There's another one as well. Crimes of passion or something like that. I can't remember. Crimes huh. and misdemeanors. Yeah, crimes and misdemeanors. <laughs> and here's a movie. Have you guys ever heard of Effects? E-F-F-E-C-T-S. Yes. Uh, yeah. The first feature film from the Image Works, a Pittsburgh-based production company, using much of the same talent that has contributed to George Romero's series of shock films, including Effects supervisor Tom Savini. Scripted and directed by Dusty Nelson, Effects concerns a director obsessed with the idea of a film in which the deaths are for real. After recruiting a cast and crew for a horror film, he proceeds to engineer their deaths. Through the film, though the film is being completed and screened at several film festivals, no arrangement has yet been made for American distribution. So you guys I have talked seen about it. On, yeah, I talked about it on the show. Yeah. Either a triple R or something in the past because it got a release of two, three, three, four years ago, maybe. Joe Pilato. There you go. Yeah, 1979. Wow. It's on Tubi. I'm going to have to watch this. Was that any good? What'd you say about it? I, I liked it. Not it's fantastic, but I liked it. Yeah. John Harrison acting? Huh. Tom Savini in the cast is Nikki? Oh, so I don't even know if he does the effects. It, I think it said he did, but wow, how about that? Okay, well, that's it. That's issue four. I was hoping to get to five, but I don't think we're going to have the time. So we will save it for next show. That is good. We have another movie. Crimes of the Future was the Cronenberg film. The other short one so I was what, thinking of. So it wasn't Crimes and Misdemeanors? No. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Dead wrong. What is <laughs> What is Crimes and Misdemeanors? Is that a comedy? Yeah. Isn't that See, Woody I Allen? That. I think it's Woody Allen, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I knew that. See? Pop culture. <laughs> Would he? And, and Bo searching. Rat was in it. Bo Rat. <laughs> Bo, Bo Rat's Dell. <laughs> <laughs> Bo Rat's. <laughs> Bo Rat's tail. Bo Rat's tail. Yeah, they. <laughs> rat's tail. Remember those things people used to put in their hair? The fucking yeah. rat tail. <laughs> Did you have Christian, one, B? You should have. Uh, no, I didn't. Christian should have one. A rat. I tail? want you to have a rat's tail for next show. Did you ever no. have a rat tail? See. <laughs> I I think I grew like like that much. I'm like, yeah, rat tail. And uh, my mom made me cut it off. <laughs> you must have looked like a like a like a puppy dog. What the fuck was a little right tiny tail? Yeah. Like one yeah, of those nubs. Nub. A nub. Yeah. <laughs> a nub tail. I forgot one one dog. note. I only had two notes for the Hills of Eyes, and my other note was there's one point where he's like, Ruby! And for whatever reason, as I'm watching it, the only thing I can think of is like, you goonie! And I don't know why, <laughs> but I wrote it down. Ruby, you goonie. And I don't even think that is a, the character's name in the goonies, but it just felt like it should have been yelled, Ruby, you goonie! 
And that was my second note. And that was, for whatever reason, I probably should have just left it as a note. Yeah, I was going to say, is there a way you could edit it back to a note? <laughs> Ruby, you goonie! <laughs> Keith, you ghoulie Moffat! <laughs> Uh, I improved another Cronenbergism. Here we go. Bergism, huh? Cronenbergism? Or did I say Cron- yeah, Cravenism? You did. <laughs> you said a Bergism. Bergism. All right, That's people cool. under the stairs from 1991. Two adults and a juvenile break into a house occupied by a brother and sister and their stolen children. There, they must fight for their lives. Okay, I I have no idea. Well. Christian was the one I think that recommended this movie uh, when we were trying to make different pairings. So I'm going to guess that he's, he's the big fan of it. I know there's a lot of big fans of it. I'll tell you this. I had not seen this movie in a very long time and maybe about four, four to five months ago, I, um, I watched this one for the first time, probably since like the early nineties. And I also watched Vampire in Brooklyn for the very first time ever, all like in a matter of like three days. And at the end of the day, the way I felt about this one when I watched it, you know, just recently is the way I felt about it again yesterday. I was hoping to come up and I did not. I don't dislike the movie. I just think it's okay. And I know some people, I, 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 JP has it as his, like, number one of that year when they did it on the freaking, on 22 Shots for that. So I know people love it, and I just wish I could get it. I, I think it's, for me, I think it's too long, a little bit boring, and a little bit dark. And Do you have the Screen I don't Factory know. Blue? Because I watched the Screen yeah. Factory Blue, and I thought it was it looked fine. No, I mean, I thought- when I say... It's 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 not because of of a poor transfer or I just think being in that house in the dark the whole movie just doesn't do a whole lot for me I guess I, I can't explain what it is it just I love the house I I have no problem with the house or the people I just don't I want think them I in want there more. the stairs I know I think I just want the more stairs. Yeah. well the stairs I, uh... doesn't make any sense or the people under it. Or the fact uh, that they broke out here. at the end and they could have broken out like 15 years ago. <laughs> this is one of the yeah. ones I saw in the theater. And the title. Yeah. That's when I heard this title when I was a kid, The People Under the Stairs, I imagine, you know, like a haunted house thing or somebody moving into a house and there's these fucking evil beings underneath the stairs. And then what I end up getting was basically a movie that, here's what I think. I think if you saw it as a kid and because your lead character is a child, I could see completely identifying with the movie on that level and, and growing, you know, being close to the same age as that kid. I get that. I think watching it when I watched it then, you know, being like 20 years old or whatever the hell, or or watching it now especially, I just don't gravitate towards it. But I think anyway. it's prime for a remake. And I know Jordan Peele has talked about possibly remaking this, and I think he's the perfect person to Agreed. tackle this. That'd be good, and I think I think maybe it'll maybe better. it'll be his next film because his next film comes out July of next year. So maybe maybe it'll be this, maybe not. But so I saw this in the theater, and I would say that I was an eight, eight and a half uh, back in the day. I bought it on 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 laser, and I watched it numerous times. Uh, you were I, eight in 1991 when this came no, out in the theaters. No, I gave it an eight, eight and a half. 
Oh. Ooh, okay. Well, you said I was eight, maybe no. eight and a half. No. It's <laughs> like, how and, does that work? No, I gave it eight and a half. <laughs> I, uh, again, because I, I liked Carpenter and I'd forgive him. It has some tone issues, in my opinion. It doesn't know if it wants to be a comedy at some points. It doesn't know if it wants to be a, a dark comedy uh, or if it wants to be a horror film. I mean, I know it wants to be, a, I, I know his goal was to make a horror film with comedic moments, but the comedic moments take me out. Now, back in the day, I loved it because I gravitated towards that. So everything that Dave hates, like I like the fact that there was a, um, a young protagonist. I love the fact that like there's some batshit craziness there, but it, it's a little too long for its own good. And as I've gotten older, again, it's, it's one that I think is good, but not great. And, but I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I think the setup is great. I think they try to do something different. I, I love the fact that they're trying to rip off the slum, the, the, the landlord or, or that is essentially a slumlord. That aspect is great. And the batshit craziness of the couple is fantastic. Uh, a couple, brother, sister. A bro- brother and sister, which is even yeah. creepier. And the gimp outfit. And there's a, a scene of total, like when she comes with that butcher knife at the end and just attacks her her stolen daughter. Hey, got him, I got him, I got him, I got him, I got him. Hey, got him, I got him, I got him. I got him, I got him. Good performances by them. I'm not taking anything away from that. I thought great. they were good. I mean, they're great but, in uh, you know? Twin Peaks. So it just seemed like a perfect, just to pluck them from that and have them play them crazy selves in this. Oh, he was also in Twin See, I read an article yesterday in a Fango uh, just to see if there's anything I could pull out of it. And they yeah, mentioned... They were, cu- they were a couple in Twin Peaks. Okay. Well, they mentioned she was in Twin Peaks. And, but West had no idea because he'd never watched it. And they were talking about that, that he didn't know. He just casted her for whatever. He just casted whoever he casted. And he said something in the beginning about he thought he his his vision for this movie was old Wes meets new Wes. He was trying to have it have t- a, a type of a feel, more of like a Hills Have Eyes, Lace House on the Left type of horror, nothing supernatural like it, it came later, but then have a little bit of that Nightmare on Elm Street, other stuff, like I a mixture he, of those two. I thought he was going for East meets Wes. The downfall is the makeup effects are beautiful from that, that um, gutted, I know, the gutted the gutted uh, um, Vin Rames or whatever, but that part's great, but the people under the stairs makeup is a little. Why couldn't they just all look like uh, what's his face with oh, no tongue? Uh, Roach? Roach, Roach, instead of yeah. the other guy who looks like he's Freddy esque or whatever. I know they're right. saying like their pupils <laughs> the are dead. Like it, it, it's over the top makeup, and what was supposed mm-hmm. to be creepy comes across as a little laughable. And as time's gone on, like that's why I think Jordan Peele could do some justice to this film because the. Now it sounds to me are comical in the movie. Oh, I don't Roach find them is, scary. No, Roach, Roach was terrifying as a kid for me. As I was younger, or when I was a yeah. teen, I I like I thought it was scarier. Now watching it in retrospect, it's, I, I get a lot of comedy, unintentional comedy out of that. The uh, yeah. dog, the comedy they get out of the dog, I think goes on too much. Like Chuck I dog. get it. They're trying to they're trying to appeal to a, a broader audience, but. 
I, it, it tap dances on the line too much that I, I don't know sometimes if he goes too far, like with the reactions of when he gets sling blade in the face, he's like, and he falls back. It becomes like yeah, a cartoon almost. A cartoon that yeah. punches the dog and, will you shut the fuck up? Like, <laughs> it's a, it, 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 it escalates it to cartoon-esque. Maybe that's what he was going for. But it took me out. At least he didn't blow a smoke ring like Bob and Hill. <laughs> he didn't blow a smoke <laughs> ring, but it, it just dances on that line. And I feel like that is, if they played it more straight, I think I would enjoy this a lot more. And that's what I feel that Jordan Peele would do with the, with yeah. the actual material. Well, look, that, these kids are supposed to be, Alice is supposed to be 12 years older. And even though she was like 17 when she made this, she comes across as even older. So what you need to do if you're going to remake this film is actually cast 12-year-old kids. Actually make them look emaciated as they would if they were deprived sunlight and adequate food and, 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 uh, and you know, nutrients. Make them actually look sick. Don't make them look like monsters or Freddy-esque, as you said. Obviously, some have been there longer than others. Make it into <laughs> an actual abuse of children's story and make it horrifying in that sense. And make them locked up a little bit more in that area because they seem like they've got full, full realm, or and they can go through the the the, the Evil Dead esque wall boards that are like literally are like a two foot diameter that you can run through throughout the house, and they can get anywhere. And the when they're outside at the lights and like there's just some again I'm jumping all over the place, but they they have too much free range of the house. I find maybe Roach. Well, is no, the it's, only, it's only Roach who's who's free. But even at the end, and the that's my big issue with this film is the last ten minutes of it. It kind of feels wonky. It feels off a little bit to me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the sister and the grandfather showing up. But when when they bust out from from under the stairs and bust out through the walls, yeah. why couldn't they do like, that before? Why couldn't they do like, that ten years ago? Yeah, they do, a lot of these, that you know. part. What what gave them the superhuman strength to suddenly do it? Yeah. and then and then the daughter comes zooming down like there's the yes. chimney, the chimney Silly. part when she when they're going down the chimney, chimney, chimney. Holy crap, is brutal. Chim- and when chimney. she falls out of the damn light and hits her mom at the door, is too. Silly. And then they speed it up because they probably realize how ridiculous it looked. But that just added to its ridiculousness. Like I yes. laughed again, as did my son at that point. It's just. Too co- oh no, my daughter was watching with her. Uh, my daughter at that point, and, and she thought it was funny. She's like, she was actually interested in going back and watching it from the beginning with me, but she saw that and she thought that that's kind of ridiculous. And then the rap music kicks in, and you just see these guys just go, oh, I'm getting the hell out of Dodge. And the people out of the stairs just walk away. They just walk away as everybody's like, dancing They shouldn't have played rap, they should have played uh, some rock and roll, they should have played some Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just, I gotta, just That's a great song though, man. It's, uh... <laughs> that was a great song. Glad they paid, played it. That there was our redhead, redhead kingpin in the FBI. Do the right thing. That's a good track. Uh, I was as soon as it came out, I'm like, oh yeah, nice redhead kingpin. I remember that when when this is such video a dark themed movie that honestly, true, should should have zero comedy. Like if Jordan Peele touches this film, it's gonna it's gonna feel like us. With maybe like a few one-line comedy notes that might or might not land, whether whether you like that stuff or not, but it's just it's it's meant to be played much darker than this. And with everything going on today, I mean, he just has that's it so much to oh. to dive into. That's it's... just it. See, they they barely touched 
uh, upon those topics in yeah. this movie. They were mentioned, and then, okay, that's just, like, one more part of the story. But I think what Peel would do is that would be the, the impetus of, of, of everything. And, yeah. and the other stuff is just going to be happenstance. It, it's going to be more metaphorical in, in a way. It's like, okay, look at what these people are doing. They're keeping these people down here. And they, they, they could go so far with it. And I think they would. The thing is, you're trying to have a message here, and you're having the goofy stuff, like the electrocution scene, which is oh, really... Oh, the dog. Oh. Look when he drags the dog over. Yes. <laughs> yeah, too much. Oh. That's, that's where shock dogging came from, right? <laughs> <laughs> shock dogging, shock dogging. That, that one is... <laughs> shock dogging. That, that scene, again, as a kid, thought it was hilarious. Uh, but it doesn't, it shouldn't be in this movie. But again, them getting into the house, the way that they go about doing it, where the guy goes in, like he, he starts as the boy scout and then you never send a kid in to do a man's job. And then he goes in as the electrician and what becomes of them. And, and they go back in to try to save him and try to get the coins or whatever. I love all that. It does make another misstep that he pulls Mr. Heroic. So we, he leaves only that's when we learn the story when he goes home. So the guy's safe and sound at home, but he makes a promise to Alice. So he goes back to save her. And I get it. If you, I guess they do call the cops. Sorry. I was going to say, you better go with the cops. So he calls the cops, no, he does. but they've cleaned yeah. up the house. So it does make sense from that, uh, from that regard, but he doesn't go with the cops. He uses that as a, as a way just to get in back into yeah, the house. Sneak in. Yeah. To sneak in and he pops out of the cupboards. And goes to save. There's it. some real, there's some really good things though. I like the fact that the padlocks are locked from the outside. Like yeah. they, they hint and they at reference it, but that. you know, yeah, yeah, they reference it just for a sec, and it's just enough to know. Oh, like this isn't that's about weird. people breaking in; it's about keeping people from breaking out. And like that's, that's really cool. And some the of the effects is- are good, and some of the effects are like at the end with the explosion. They should have, they should have done some makeup effects with uh, Everett McGill's character, with Daddy's character. They should have made him look like he was blown up. They should have added some gore to that. And also, there's a scene where he's down in the basement and they have a skeleton hanging, and oh, it's like the cleanest, it, whitest Pir- skeleton ever. Pirates of the Caribbean. I thought of it too. It's the funniest <laughs> thing. They pay by it. I'm like, what the hell is with this Pirates of the Caribbean skeleton? Like, there's probably like, oh. It- yeah, it was the worst. I was like, I was like, this, there's no, like, it was so goofy. It was so bad. I was it's like, pirate's life for me. Ho, 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 ho. All he needs is a fucking big thing. Yeah. All he needs is that steering wheel for the ship in front of him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a fucking patch over its eye. No, yeah. because, like you said, the, uh, the, the Ving Rames body thing that Roach pulls up and, and scares off the, uh, the people under the stairs with from a hurting fool. Like, that's creepy. Okay. Yeah. Spencer's hair is turning white. Always creeped me out as a kid. And, uh, you know, when she feeds him the hand and stuff. And, like, there's some cool yeah. effects in here. And then there's some, like, like ridiculously goofy, like, non-effects. Like, oh, and, and, we need a skeleton. <laughs> and But they're just asking too much of the viewer. They're, they're, it doesn't make any sense to me where, first of all, those are the most boring scenes to me when, when, uh, when the when the father is is chasing freaking um, Roach through the house and shooting at the wall, they could have cut that whole fucking fifteen minutes. Oh, out. I it's, think that's it's, creepy it's, when he's in that. When, I love when, it. You're talking about who's in the gimp costume, going oh, and running around like full yeah, rage. That's boring. What do oh, I, I love that part. Love it. Really? Yeah. Bores I'm the with shit Brandon. That's the scary. That's the scary stuff. What like do you give a fuck about? 
I like Roach. I think one of the problems is they killed Roach off too soon in the film. I understand the significance of Roach in the movie. I just don't. He wasn't anywhere near him. It was just watching a lunatic walk around a, a, a house and freaking shoot walls and ceilings and like nothing came of it. It just, I don't know. I just, it, it, that kind of bored me a little bit. And then they make a big issue. And I know it's ridiculous and that that's part of the thing that they're, they're wackadoos. But she's like, don't fire a gun outside the house. So in the meantime, and that's the joke, fire it inside the house. It's stupid, but whatever. But you're asking too much of the viewer. You mean to tell me this town where cops come in all the time very easily that none of their neighbors or nobody around them can can tell when people are shooting fucking shotguns off in their house all the time. It's just you're asking too much of the viewer. It, uh, I, I, don't, I agree. They should have had I, the I house that, on a yeah. hill. You know, away from the, the the city, like secluded, like a rich house up a big hill on a big road. Then I, I could buy it. it right? it's, it's in suburbia, it seems. And, and I right. agree. I, I totally agree. And and uh, he drained, <laughs> man, he drained that uh, that little uh, like homemade pond that they've got pretty quickly. I put glass in the bottom, too, within hours. <laughs> right. Like, they cleaned that house up. Remember, they he's blowing the holes through walls, and those cops come later. Like, they had to do a lot of patch-up work then to make that house look presentable for the cops to come. Plus, hope that they didn't hear anybody. No one says, hey, do you got a basement in this joint? Right. Fucking huge house. They've got this little mechanical thing. Although I do love the stairs and all that. Like I love all the the gadgets that make that house the crazy house that it is. But yes, but again, why? Being older, yeah. It, well, so they they can't get out. And I get it. It's booby trap. Why do they need the stairs? Why do they need the stairs in the basement to turn into a slide? Uh, How the, you like, like security? I guess or to keep people extra security in case someone got, if one of them got out and tried to come up the stairs, he could just hit. So you that. think they can't climb that fucking thing? It's that hard to climb the fucking stairs that are angled down. The guy did it in two seconds. I get okay. You know what? That, that's a fair enough explanation for me. I won't nitpick that. That's fine. I was thinking more like they kept throwing people down those stairs. And like sliding them down the stairs. And I was thinking, so you just built that just so you wouldn't, just to get them down the stairs? Why not just throw them down a flight of stairs? Why slide them down? But he anyway, does throw I, full, he does throw a full down the flight of stairs. I know stairs. he does. That's, where yeah. I, that's when I thought of it. I'm yeah. like, why, why turn it into a slide when you could just throw people down the stairs anytime you want? But I understand. It, it's, it's more defense for them escaping. So that's fine. I get that. But how about the fact that Ving Rames knows everything about the fucking history of this family? Going, going back to fucking, whatever, a century. You know what I mean? This happened, this, and they got crazier. Yet the cops... He doesn't the know that. that it's the it grandpa the cops that knows that. Yeah, the grandpa oh. Booker. Whatever oh, yeah. the fuck. Grandpa. Somebody in the family. The, the old wise way, man. It's, it's, there's always an old wise man. Vic Rames doesn't know anything other than that there's gold to blooms in the fucking place. And they're trying to get them from one-eyed... Oh, wait, no, that's the Goonies. And then he says, <laughs> Ruby, you Goonie! Everything's a Goonie in this thing. And then they get one-eyed okay, Willie's treasure, and then and the fucking yo ho yo ho the pirate fucking guy in the bottom, the skeleton. You're right. There's more goonies than this. Than there is gold the coins. <laughs> gold coins. You're right. There's more of Italian. Look at this. Maybe Wes Craven is just doing Goonie movies. <laughs> well, there's, there, he loves his trap things. Like the again, great scene where he's like, "Ah, oh, you're counting that money there. Then those coins slip through your fingers." And it's, no, it's a rigged <laughs> mechanism of him finding a candelabra with, like, four candles in it and he stuck, <laughs> stuck all these a coins candelabra. in. So, so, like, the, the mm. wax will melt and the coins would fall out. I'm like, no kid's going to think of that. And no kid's going to take the time. I'd be like, where's my way out of here? 
and he's like, and there's like, Fool was see. resourceful. I yeah. like Fool. I, that, well, I think course. he could come up with going the candelabra trap. <laughs> the candelabra trap. I that like means Fool. Just I like that he's there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like that, that Kelly Joel Minters in the beginning. I wish they yes. would have used her more because she's always great and in, in, in that time period. And I wish she would have gotten in the house instead or either way. I just, I think that she should have had more screen time, but back to what I said. Okay. So the grandpa knows all that history. She made He's the not... coins. Huh? She was the mentor he... of those coins. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Uh, he references that the cops never did anything because it was all just stories or like, yes, folklore. but, what I'm saying is it's folklore of a town. Everybody's going to know about it. He's an older gentleman. There's going to be other people passing it down. You would think if anybody, the cops that go to the house now, they treat them like they're royalty. They they should be suspicious if this is a known thing that's been happening in their town all these years. They are suspicious. I thought they are. It. No. No. I thought they are. Okay, she's she's, okay, she's handing out cookies. Uh, She's handing out cookies to try to, to, and you see the guys are like, ooh, cookies. And they're all happy. So it's almost like a, a, a low-end bribery of, of, oh, they're fine. A little kooky, but fine. But then he's like, he, he's answering questions. And another guy's like, hey, you got to check this out down here. Why is there a room for kids? You don't have kids. And then they explain, no, she she left us long ago. And in a way, you can say she's always going to be here or whatever. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Right. But ultimately like that, <laughs> like they... They, I think they play around with a bit of the suspicion there. I get it, not to the extent that I mean, you would probably imagine. No, they're, but they're too easily charmed. They're acting like they're going to any normal person's house with an investigation. Like, if you and I were aware, if you and I are cops, and we're aware that we live in this town, and there's always rumors about this, and they have a fucked up family, it keeps getting worse, and there's something strange afoot at, the, at this house, and this and that, I don't think you're going to go there without some type of chip on your shoulder, you're going to definitely, you're not going to be charmed by them. If anything, you're going to maybe indulge them for a few minutes, but then you're gonna, there's going to be some discussion amongst you saying, hey, this is that family, you know. And it just, it, you're asking me to be oblivious, you're asking me to believe that they're all completely oblivious to the history of the town. And they're cops. Those are the people. Cops are like, you know, they know shit. Things get passed along. I don't know. You're, you're just asking. I think that's that's Craven's statement on it. You know, the white cops, you know, are not suspicious of the rich white family when it's oh. so obvious. When it's sort of so obvious that you know, okay, everyone's living in poverty. Even because even the house, like, yeah, like she fixes up the kitchen and makes cookies, but it's still a steel door that opens to the ki- like. There's you would look at this house and be like, there's something off with this house. Yeah. Like in a newer version, this house would look like a fucking palace, and then there'd be secret fucking sex dungeons and fucking torture rooms underneath. Whereas this just looks like <laughs> evil all throughout. Now, I think I've that's never just lived, a, a social statement. I've never been yeah, good or call. lived okay. in in a slum or in in. But when he goes home, the amount of drug induced. Like I don't know. Is it is it too much? That scene hey, seems no. like hey, it's fool, too much. Hey fool! I heard you getting evicted. Hey fool! Yeah. I'll I tell heard you, you getting... why. Okay. I'll tell you why. Because they're the last people left in the apartment. Yeah. Okay. There's nobody else. The whole. The whole. It's almost like the place it's... is just being occupied by squatters. It's like Cabrini okay. Green, you know. But they're just the last Cabrini folks that have to be there. Yeah, and it's sad. But again, I I love Jordan Peele. 
to to get his hands on this and to do something because I think it would be better because again the movie's fine I just think it's too goofy in places I'm not engaged the whole time I think it goes it's like an hour and forty seven minutes long or something and I just think it could be an hour twenty five. Craven loves uh, making long movies <laughs> like like you got this you've got like I don't know how long Vampire Hills. Brooklyn is. But then uh, the screen movies and whatever, like it's. I found Vampire <laughs> in Brooklyn to be a little long in the tooth. <laughs> <laughs> I like Vampire in Brooklyn, by the way. Serpent in the Rainbow, An- long. Another. There you go. But that's another case of a that's movie a that film. was shit on that everybody talks shit about, and I never watched it. Remember I said, I watched Vampire in Brooklyn and this within three days of each other, and at the honestly, I rated them the same. I, 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 I do not get the hate. On Vampire in Brooklyn, I thought it was it was not bad at all. I, I, I need to rewatch that one. I didn't love that the first time, but Serpent in the Rainbow, I I think is underrated. It was long and boring to me, but I was young. Maybe now I'd appreciate it more. Well, we saw it. We long. saw it for the show, you're, and you didn't. You, we you're reviewed long, it. You're long. You're long Did and we? boring. Well, there you go. It made no no impression on me okay. again. Okay, yeah, you're it long and boring. Long. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am. Long in the tooth. <laughs> I find that there's, I do find that there's entertainment value here and enough good creepy stuff to to make me recommend it and like it more than I feel like I should. Because I, again, I feel like there's elements of shocker and there's elements of uh, his lesser films here, but there's enough good stuff to to carry me through. I would I, rather I, watch Shocker and Deadly Friend than this, even though I probably oh, would rate them all God. the same. Wow, this movie is. Yeah. is yeah, but there's a, there's a, I can't explain it. There's daylight in those movies and there's fun to be had. And even if it's unintentional, this movie to me is very long and kind of drab. It's just, I don't know. That's just me. I disagree. I disagree uh, respectfully. Well, I disagree, but I'm not like blowing it out of the water. Like I said, I, I've come down since I used to, I, I, I would say it was in great territory. And one of like, again, I would, I love Craven. Uh, now, like now, I'm just again a seven. I feel like it's my cop out rating today, but that's what I feel like I'm hovering. Like it's just, it's just, it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. I will rewatch it. Uh, I own the blue. I think if they remake it, they have to switch focus a little bit more. Not only a little bit more to the people under the stairs, to the Alice character, to the Rose character, stuff like that. A little bit more development with those. Because that's where that's where this film lacks. Because I like Alice, I like Roach, and it's just not enough there. You know, they need a bigger setup. More. They need a better yeah, I mean, setup. They had a good setup. Don't get me wrong, but they need a better setup so he doesn't have to get out to go back in. But that the the, yeah. the Joe Minter character knows enough to say, "Hey, where the fuck are these guys? They've been gone for like two days. Knows where they're heading, and then goes with the police to maybe to to go back without them getting out, and then they can." merge that a bit better and somehow somehow build it but stay within the house for the majority of the film instead of have them get out and go back i think that's where i mean it could get really dark with a remake they could have the cops kill the fool character and then someone say i pitted a fool (laughs) or not (laughs) or they have them kill mr t and mr t says yeah. What does your Mr. T doll say about jibber jabber? Quit your <laughs> jibber jabber. Jibber jabber. <laughs> I love that. Quit your jibber jabber. That's fucking great. <laughs> Do you oh, know man. Hillary Swank auditioned for the role of Roach? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Roach was written to be a male or a female. 
Wow. That would have been something. That's wow. the oh, that's another Eat the, the roach. Looks, everyone looks too old. <laughs> too old. They look too old. They're supposed to be Roach is supposed to be fifteen in this. Alice is supposed to be twelve. The only one who looks thirteen is full. Oh. Okay. Something about yeah, the, cunks, the the cunks, the tongues being cut out is so creepy. Yet it's gross too. But that it, it's too, it's comical. Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, something I I I don't know what they could do to not do that. But it, it ends up being like every time I heard it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to laugh. But this is kind of funny to me. <laughs> Instead of scary, but I admit that when I was younger, I was scared. Well, there you end I think a lot has to do with when you saw it. You know, but I was, a, I was a teen. I mean, I was 17, I think, when I saw this. I remember the first time I seeing it just being underwhelmed, but then I hadn't seen it in so long, and maybe I'll like it more this time. And it, it still hasn't happened. I've always felt the same since it first came out. Great box cover, though. Great box art. I love that freaking, of course, being the yeah. skulls, always with the fucking, with a skull or a skeleton. But uh, I think it's cool. But it's so funny. You said it's a seven. It sounds like I'm coming down. I'm just pointing out why I feel this way because I almost feel like people blow it so hard that maybe I needed to say why I feel what I do. But it's a six point five for me, so okay. I'm not so far off. It's a two. Brandon rating. <laughs> yeah, it is apparently a, no, not a Brandon rating, it. a Brandon a Brandon review in the sense review. of like, yeah, right. I, I feel like Brandon will be the highest. Said. I definitely will be the highest because I already oh. know your scores and I know mine is higher. <laughs> I really enjoyed this film. I just think there is a film to be made of this that could be a, a masterpiece. But this is a, a solid 8 out of 10. Ooh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So two eights for you. Two Cravens, two eights. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like Craven did a lot of eights. Nothing wrong with that, man. Crazy eights. Crazy eights. Craven eights. <laughs> Craven eights for you, Cravenites out there. Yes. <laughs> Boo. And that was Boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Boo. 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 I'm like, what why does I the watching? guy smell his clothes? <laughs> when then when they find the Cub Scout clothes, the father fucking the grandma. Because that makes it creepier. That's just a creepyism. Just the way he grabs they, his crotch. Really, when they're he really walks good up actors the... in this. Oh. Mommy and Daddy. They're very goodness. Especially mommy at the end when she's just lost and she's got the knife. Yeah, it does. Uh, Craven relies for for a, a quote unquote seasoned director at this point. He does rely on Dutch angles a lot in this movie. In Dutch, it, ovens. in Dutch ovens. <laughs> you beat me right yeah. to it. Wrong. Not again. <laughs> Dutch ovens. What the fuck is a Dutch angle? Where they tilt the camera to make it a shot a little bit more interesting because they can't think of anything else to do. Is that, it, is that because the Dutch directors only have one yeah. wooden shoe on? And still... <laughs> one wooden shoe. Bring it in my other clog. And they're only wearing one clog, so they're like, oh, this is strange. Yeah. Dutch oven. <laughs> I, the minute he said Dutch oven, I'm like, Dutch oven. Dutch oven. Yeah. It's the low-hanging fruit. Usually I go for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I guess that's it. Not not a bad show at all. I'm glad we had a different vote. And maybe those other votes that were pretty close, maybe we'll do them again in the near future randomly. We'll throw them out there because I like those ideas that, that we have about those, uh, what, whatever the other two ideas were. Oh, the, the collector and the collection and the um, 
a movie paired up with another Amityville sequel. I think there would be a way to go through the Amityville movies that could be fun. Not all oh. of them, mind you. Oh. Not all of them. See. Oh. Just, the, just the two box sets. Just um, the original one, two, three, and then, you know, the other ones that came after, like Dollhouse and the Evil Escapes and like whatever. Four, five, six? <laughs> Maybe. Whatever the hell they are. Well, just one, two, three, and the other ones that came after that, you know, uh, four, four five, five, six? six. <laughs> right after, but they weren't called four, five, and six. Although, I think it was called Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, and then the other ones had titles. Right? Amityville 5, People Zero. <laughs> it's about time. Amityville 6, it's Jaws about time 3, Dollhouse, People Zero. I think. Well, there's also oh, the Amityville yeah. Curse. So there's the Amityville, The Evil Escapes, Amityville Curse, Dollhouse, and It's About Time. They're all around that same time frame. That, that was same time frame. But... It, it's about time we end this shit. Yeah. Thank <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> okay well for uh for me for c for b and for lucky we're gonna say good night goodbye we love you and he called me fool <laughs> we're all gonna get laid